Welcome back to the No Tack Talk podcast, where the only rule here is to have no tact. I'm so happy to be back with you guys for this awesome special guest episode. Um, I was actually, well, I don't even think it was more of a, he interviewed me, but back when I was in Birmingham a couple months ago, I was with my boy Mike Rags on his podcast. It's super amazing. I let him do the whole little intro. You're going to hear audio, and I do recommend that you watch this on YouTube. It's going to be on YouTube when you're hearing this as well. Um, we had a good little time. Like, <laughs> It was it was good. It was really good. And I, I do recommend that you guys go over to his, his platform and check him out as well. Rags Rants. Where we he be speaking his mind. And he does, you know, embody the no tack talk lifestyle. Like he's unapologetic about his opinions and that's ultimately what we want. We want to listen to people who actually care and they'll give their honest opinion, not just pandering to what's, you know, popular. He actually cares about, you know, what he talks about. So uh with all that being said, again, go to no tack talk dot com check out the merchandise and all the videos and stuff that's on their website uh if you like to donate it's gonna be in the top right hand corner no tacticians get the merch it's gonna be amazing and uh, what am i missing producer <laughs> y'all see y'all soon for the next episode so enjoy this conversation i had with mike rag see y'all soon peace is that mike ragland are you showing it up rad maybe because you dress Cool or whatever, but they're like hell now. Nah. And even when I rant, like I've heard people like jokingly say, No, you a know it all. Like, I, I don't know a lot of shit. I'm in the more that I go and seek knowledge, the more I realize it's a lot of shit I don't know. Carson every time where you did your thing with that right but you know what time it is it's your boy Mike Rags I'm here with I almost and I was telling somebody the other day I almost called you Spongebob no that's fine because they were like bro you can't call no grown man Spongebob I was like man I went to high school with this guy yeah I've known him for so long but Jonathan Coates what's up man uh, owner of no tech talk correct um Welcome. I'm glad you came here, man. Hey, We've been yeah. trying to get this together for a while. Yeah, for sure. But that's what I wanted to talk to you about, though, too, because I don't necessarily like doing the virtual mm-hmm. like podcast. I like to be in the room with you, mm-hmm. feel the vibe, you know what I'm saying, the energy. I think it's just yeah, better it's to be better. face-to-face. But I know COVID had a lot of people that I wanted to be guests, like, keeping them from like wanting to come and be a person, which I understood. Mm-hmm. So I know some people were forced to have to do, but I kind of never did it. I just kind of waited until. I feel it. I yeah. mean. So how do you, so how, like, how do you feel about, cause I see that a lot of yours are virtual. I mean, you have in person yeah. too, but. I mean, it's for me, when I first started, I just wanted to be consistent. Mm. I have tried to draw. I mean, I would, I'm a guy that would like, okay, Let's say you was a basket weaver or something. I want to know. I'm a researcher for like an hour, and like, what what does it take to be a basket weaver, right? Um, and I have to put my all into it to know, like, do I truly suck, or did <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For real, if I just truly suck it, I can't. I can say that because I actually put all the necessary Try. steps, right? Okay. I want to play the piano. I can't. I got the patience for it, right? So like with the podcast, I said, okay, I get it. I had the quality, everything set up. I just want to be consistent. So COVID here, like you saying. 
it can't be no excuse. Right. Yeah. I because because I have to put my all into this. I enjoy it, but I said I can't let anything like kill it. So like you know, I think every Sunday I probably send maybe twenty emails out. That's anywhere from Mike to Kirk Franklin or something because and they just slowly come in. I had to give myself in, like this rhythm. Cause we suck as a human, <laughs> you know. We just naturally lazy, like you said. It get cold outside. I'm like, Ugh, I don't feel like I'm cool, right? Man, and so, yeah. with the virtual thing as well, um, it is a bit of a disconnect. But I took that as a challenge for me. I said, okay, well, because a lot of my jobs have been with people. You know, AT and T. I was the guy knocking on doors, selling the little K bar knives. Mm. You know, <laughs> and uh, I always had to put myself in these uncomfortable positions to speak and to like draw information out of people. So that you know, and half the time they ain't got good audio or like right. you know you very really really have somebody with a mic. So I use like the iPhone headphones. Right. I said I'm not gonna let that be an excuse. So the first couple I did, I got feedback from what I even asked like, yo, I know it was virtual and all, but it was a good one because then I'm like, okay, let me get outside of my head. You listen to at the time Ti had his podcast out. I think it's like expeditiously or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Half of his was virtual. Yeah. So why we put so much pressure on ourselves? When a TI is still doing one virtual, when Lil Wayne was doing his on Apple, on a TV. Right. Uh, Club Shay Shay, same right. thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I can do the same thing. But we put so much pressure because we're not at that level yet. So I think as we grow and want to do this thing, because as creatives as we are, we're constantly comparing. I'm walking in here right now, dang, like, them lights, blah, 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 blah boom, boom. It's besides that, because think about it, most people go viral on like a, a day one Android. No, no picture quality. They they right. just flip a cup or something. Million views. So I always look at those videos just to remind me, like, no, like as long as your content is there, as long as you're solid, no, the rest of the stuff will. Yeah, uh, consistency for sure. I definitely believe consistency matters. But I'm such, and I think it was just my upbringing. Like mm-hmm. I tell people all the time. I mean, people might not. A lot of people don't really. I was telling you this too earlier. A lot of people know Rags. Yeah. Even Mike Rags. That's college rag. Mike Rags. Yeah. But they don't know Michael Ragland. Like, like don't they don't know the, the young government. man. Yeah. The yeah. Young, <laughs> the young man. How I grew up and what I did. But I was often on stage when I was younger. Even mm-hmm. and that's aside from sports. I, I so I always performed in front of people. Like what? What you doing? Uh, you know, I did theater a lot when i was growing what? up even just weird stuff i was in the operatic in my senior year okay. with friends with ultimate uh i did operatic with them um i used to always do uh these i guess you would call them recitals but they were productions this mm. lady named uh, jackie lockhart she used to always she was over the dance ministry at our church yeah she also had her own studio in the city and so every year she would have me come in and do michael jackson impressions james brown i remember impressions. hearing about yeah, that a little so bit yeah that's just i've always but my point in all that is that i've always how she is she was a very she was very 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 big on the preparation that goes into the performance as well as the aesthetics and how everything was supposed to look mm. flow. So that's like, that's so for me, that's more so what I've been focusing on in year one is really trying to just get how I want it to flow, mm. how I want everything to kind of be formatted. So an aesthetic. So when people come and look at it, they know exactly like it's uniform. Mm. I like, I want to, I want it to be, but that's another thing about consistency too that I learned. Like consistency is not just about doing things over and over and over. 
as far as putting them out, but it's about the little things that you're doing. You pay attention. To yeah, that. trying to. That's the only reason I have merchandise. The mm-hmm. only reason. Yeah. So you go on the website, and I'm thinking like, okay, cool. Let's let's say a a big time person does come. They gonna they gonna check you out before they even say yes, right? Right. Oh, he got merch. You know, I got one expensive book bag on there. It's a dope book bag. Don't get me wrong, but that you know, you when you like buy spray ground. Huh? Like a spray ground book bag? You ever heard of spray ground? Uh-huh. Oh, the, the brand. Well, no, it's a really good book bag. Look, like, got a little uh, cell phone holder. It's got, you know, it's padded and everything. Champion book bag. Cool, okay. embroidered, right? Okay. But that's the one, by, you know, uh, they tell you about selling clothes. You got to have one kind of expensive thing mm-hmm. on the, the merch. Because the rest of them will be regular. But it's always going to be that one person. Oh, no, I want to get the the big bomber jacket. Yeah. I want to get the, the, what's the, some jacket I think Drake was selling for like $400. Hmm. It, it was so always sold out. Nobody yeah. would really buy the shirts for like 40, 50 bucks, but that $100 jacket, $200 jacket, it's sold out. Yeah. Why is that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what I'm saying. So I'm thinking, like, okay, what's, I'm trying to look the part because it's all about faking until you make it. I don't care what anybody says, you know, to a certain extent until it becomes real. Mm. Like, you got to believe your shit don't stink for a little bit. Nobody ever told you it's my first tattoo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, you never hear it. <laughs> True. Think about it. And so you got to like really start to believe in yourself. And even um, one of my best episodes, I was like super drunk the night before, forgot, just so happened to have an alarm set. I'm late. I'm trying to drink coffee and stuff, but I had to rely on all the things, like all the stuff I had done. Okay. I had no notes, nothing. Mm-hmm. So I was legit just going off the hip. And that was one of my best episodes because I was just tapping it. It was exhausting for sure. But I said, that kind of got me. Uh, Kind of a wake up call, like oh, I, I can do this, but imagine if I just had a little bit more of our, like you said preparation, preparation, yeah. and now we got something going. Yeah. And see, that's the thing about it. And I was I was trying to tell you earlier. I bet when you asked me, no, no, you good. Okay. When you were asking me about um, what are we going to talk about? Yeah, and I kind of that's the response I give everybody who comes on the show. I never, and I guess that's why I try to keep it a rent mm-hmm. as much as possible because that's literally what we do. So. I am big on um, everything kind of being uncensored. For well, sure. I don't know what people hear uncensored. They just think of a whole bunch of booty shaking, <laughs> yeah. naked, just being real derogatory. And it's not that. It's just I've, I've, I really want everything to kind of be raw. Mm-hmm. Like your opinions. Because I feel like this is a safe space. For sure. Right? This is my safe space. Even though we put it out there in here, this is a safe space. For sure. So I, I feel like I can say what I really want to say. Yeah. And so my point in that is, so when I come in here, my approach is usually off the hip. I have a mental, I have a mental outline in my head. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, I want to go talk about this. I saw this on social media. Yeah. I did this. Oh, I'll, uh, on my close friend stories, I'll ask. Uh, my people different questions just to see what mm-hmm. they respond to. Like, okay, yeah, we can kind of talk about this on the show. Because a lot of times when I pull things and I say, well, I had a homeboy, a homegirl, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. somebody I talk to personally. It's just something that somebody sent to me. Yeah, that's, what, that's what we do. I was that, just talking to this person the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But it would be literally <laughs> just be a response to yeah. a question that I asked on Instagram. But that's how I like, I like that flow because I feel like it just gives you a more genuine conversation and because mm-hmm. i also told you that i like when people ask me different things too like bridge yeah that bridge he, he always got a thousand questions i know man so <laughs> he did it well but i like that because 
not only keep does it keep it genuine, but it also allows it gives you an opportunity to say something, mm-hmm. mean it, but then since you didn't have a lot of time to try to correct it before mm-hmm. you said it or before mm-hmm. you expressed it, now we can have a real dialogue about it uh, and mm-hmm. then see, okay, damn, that was kind of ignorant. So let me ask you a question then. Okay. So do, I think that, I want your just opinion on it. I think that we're constantly chasing ourselves. I've been kind of thinking about the pursuit of how to be great, as, especially as men, ambition, stuff like that. So we're chasing the best part of ourselves, right? Mm. So I'll use us as an example. No tech, right? No tech talk for me. It's pretty much saying I keep it 100. You, it's, a, it's a keep it 100 podcast out there. Everybody got this different different ways. Rant implies that it might not be something you agree with because it's my, that's my feeling. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. You get what I'm saying? So everybody's trying to make themselves, what's the Shark Tank word, proprietary. Mm. What makes you different than all the other podcasts, right? No, so it's like, do you think that you're chasing a better person yourself as far as having a different opinion? Because I think you have anybody. If Kevin Samuels can make it, he's terrible. That's a lot. Of, that's about twenty percent of the stuff I agree with. But he he makes it entertaining, or whatever. But like, he's still like against the grain. Cause everybody want to be so politically correct, right? So what, I mean, do you feel like you kind of in that arena? You naturally kind of just want to. That was a lot, but I'm just you, you know what I'm I saying? Get, I get what you mean. Um, and I say this as far as how I approach my podcast, is pretty much how I approach, or my show is pretty much how I approach uh, life in this. Uh, while in school at Bama, I was able to Rotate. meet a lot of Rotate. I, <laughs> I was able to meet a lot of different people. From different places, black, mm-hmm. white, other. Um, so I got to be able to learn the way that I was brought up, the way that I think. It means something, mm-hmm. but it means something to me. That's my perspective. It's not necessarily the all in all. Mm-hmm. So once I learned that, I took it upon myself to believe what I believe, mm-hmm. but say it in a way, and this is when I was real immature. But say it in a way that it was so direct and it was so controversial that it would get a reaction. I think that's important. I was I was saying things I can't purposely say that's to get a reaction. But <laughs> what I've learned over the years is that because anybody who's been following me on social media for a while, no, I just started ranting on my Snapchat mm-hmm. like in 2017. For so sure. I've been just ranting for a while. And if they, a lot of some people have come to me and be like, you you don't get as 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 raw as you used to, and I. I and what I would say to that is that hmm. what I'm trying to do now is just be thought provoking. So I, when I want people to see a rags rant, I don't necessarily want them to see somebody who's speaking the truth because mm. it's my opinion. It is, it's my opinion. It's my perspective. But I also understand that there are other perspectives. I don't necessarily believe in a right or wrong when it comes to perspective because what you believe is what you believe. Well, people don't know what they believe. That's the kicker. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes they do. So they might go to you for one opinion. It might mm-hmm. come to me for another, but because right. they don't have their own, the, mm-hmm. un- the uneducated, what they call it, the unpopular vote, the people don't know what they want to do, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, they look for other people to for their own opinion. To latch on to, and yeah. that's to like tell. 80% of the world. But, <laughs> but what you still have to respect about that is that, although what I feel is right, yeah. although I feel like this is how it should be done, 
I can't necessarily tell someone else, even if they don't have their own like moral compass mm. or their own. I can't, cause like I said, I got to, I've got to see situations, be a part of situations, <laughs> be in things that I would probably have never been in if I wasn't like mm. in a what would be a quote unquote bad situation. But the beauty in that situation was that I learned so much that I take with me now. Mm -hmm. So that's when I started to realize like, oh, okay, good, bad is still a perspective thing because some people will look at the things that I went through as bad, but I mm -hmm. look at them as good. It's kind of like, but, it, it, but that's interpretation. But, but that goes back to the same thing about like the, my my upbringing as a Christian, and that's yeah. what I tell folks all the time. They like, you still believe? I'm like, yes. <laughs> Although not I'm right not yeah. as <laughs> spiritual, religious, cut or yeah, as I should be, I still believe in those same. Those are what drives me, and that's mm -hmm. what I realized. I went out and found my own way, mm -hmm. but all those things brought back because the, the and that's what joy is about. That's what peace is about. Mm -hmm. uh, a peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. You hear you hear pastors say that a lot. And it really, that finally clicked to me when my homeboy, uh, my best friend, grandma passed like yeah. two weeks ago. Uh, she caught, we were, she was like everybody's grandma. We, mm. all of us called her Tuma. And when he called me to the hospital when she passed, I went up there and I saw her like laying in the bed. Like she was just laid there lifeless. Dang. And we you know everybody was sad. And then in the middle of that sadness though, I was trying to understand. And then I realized there is nothing for me to understand. And that's when it's that peace kicked in. Yeah. Now, it's like, it's just, this is a fact of mm -hmm. life is that you come in and you got to go out. That's a fact of life. How you do, how you come in and how you go out and what you do in the meantime mm -hmm. is based off like you have the freedom to make those choices. But the fact of the matter is you coming in this life and then one day you going out. Like yeah. There is no way about no. it. Yep. So once sense. you accept that fact, you kind of get that peace when it comes to certain things like that mm -hmm. on death or, but that's what I've, I've learned that and I but how it looked to me was more of like a worldly or earthly idea you know what I'm saying because it was it wasn't it wasn't God that I was thinking about when mm -hmm. I was trying to find that understanding I was trying to feel like damn like he already got this going on with his you know with, yeah. with this situation and now he just lost his grandma it's just like oh man like so you you know, a lot of stuff, bad stuff happens to people. What do you think about, like, because it's like, man, if God, people always say, I'm like, God can't be real because that, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. What do you think about that? So it's funny. Uh, people want God to be a magical being. Okay. And But what people got to realize about magic is it's all illusions. Mm -hmm. It's just there to make you, it give the appearance of. Mm -hmm. You got to think about it. So. You want God to be able to answer your prayers and my prayers, even if they conflict. For sports teams, yeah. Right, or, or just in real life. Like say, That's a good example, yeah. Say, say in life, I'm praying for a woman who I know is not mine or shouldn't belong to me. Mm-hmm. Like, is God really supposed to answer that prayer because I'm his child? And he's like, you got to think about, like, what prayer is. Prayer is really, and I had a home, well, you know, uh, Ozu, uh, Robert Craig. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he broke it down to me one day, and he, 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 I don't want to go too deep, but it was basically saying, like, you know, big G, mm -hmm. little G. Correct. The reason why he wants you to say things sometimes is because you're affirming that to yourself. It's just like any other affirmation. So mm -hmm. when you're praying sometimes, it's not just about praying to him to make things happen for you. It's also praying to condition yourself to make yep. things happen for yeah, you. Absolutely. So that's how prayer works. So yeah. that's why a lot of people are talking about the Jeff Bezos prayer. 
the Bill Gates <laughs> prayer. Them <laughs> folks probably don't even really believe in God. What's information? Their you prayer so was much just yeah. Their prayer was literally them speaking it to themselves. Do you hear how they talk about themselves? Elon like Musk. they are Even very Kanye. confident. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> they that's prayer. Like yeah. literally, that's what prayer is. Like self affirmations. Mm-hmm. It's just that's why he wants you to pray out loud too. So it's not just something you're thinking. It's like something that you're affirming to yourself. Like yeah. it's just. That's that's how things work in nature. That's, always, anyway. that's what I'm saying. We chasing ourselves, yeah, but we, sure. I think we gotta be, believe in our own hype a little bit. Mm-hmm. You get to a point, yeah, I'm gonna be humble, but all that other type of stuff. But I'm telling you, you don't know what it takes to really motivate you. You know yourself. I used to be a personal trainer. I used to work down the street with uh, Shannon mm-hmm. in that Riviera Fitness okay. and my own little thing. And um, it's I used to I used to my first two appointments would be just sitting down. Cause yeah, you know we gonna work out. Yeah, you know don't eat cake, don't drink liquor, whatever, right? But I said, what's your mental? Cause I can get you in that dress in six months, but after that, it's oh I'm good. I made the vacation. I'm gonna go, go right back, back to eating. Yeah. yeah. So I said, how can I, you know, make this a longevity type of thing? And I said, for me, I'm an extreme personality. I was just talking about my last episode. I said I will go in Walmart probably once a month, legit, screaming the produce section, whatever. No tech talk leaves you or some some random. To, to strengthen that muscle because that's what it takes for me because this this can be crippling as much as I do it I'm still nervous every time hmm. and I, so I have to remind myself like no this is what I'm supposed to be doing I have to force myself in the corner every almost every time um, to be great so for some just read a book affirmation on the mirror right, whatever yeah. I said I need more than that I said, I learned stuff the hard way. I'm just a hard learner, right? Right. So I have to constantly put myself in these extreme positions to be great. So once it's time, finally time to, you know, do whatever I got to do, it's easy. And so I was telling the, the same ladies, I was like, I have to, you, and when we're talking to people, as because you're an influencer, you're a content creator, you're, people come to you. I, I watch your story all the time because even if it's down to music or whatever else, subliminally, he probably got something to say about it. <laughs> you know, right? right? Even with Bridgman. And then dealing with Kanye, I'm probably going to go on his Facebook page and see what's going on, right? Because right. of when we get it. So, like, um, I always tell people, even on the podcast, like, no tact. It's uh, it's not like I'm going around just cussing at funerals. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, um, it's you're putting yourself in an environment to be, to have your honest opinion, like what you're doing, unapologetically. I look at it like that. Like, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Uh, it's a very Christian Based podcast, but people might hear me cuss every now and then, or they might legit see me drinking Jack and Coke, my favorite drink. Getting emails, people don't know. Oh, I thought you was a Christian. I said, No, I'm living my life. And we had mm-hmm. we had a little sidebar conversation, the whole other thing. But it's by me living my life is where I've been able to see the biggest change. Because now people have something to hold on to, and they realize, okay, what's going to motivate me? What's my thing? If it's if it's being a doctor, or being in communications, and sound engineer, whatever, what's going to Get me up in the morning. Mm. I, I feel like that's the biggest thing. You can't be great until you figure it out. Right. You got to know your, the, 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 not the stuff we put out in the deepest, like the, the shower moments, like you looking yourself naked in the mirror, like what I really want to work on, like those type of moments. And right. It's not enough of that for anything. No, it's not. It's because we live in a world that is. So virtual mm-hmm. that we even get into the place where we're finna create an entire universe Metaverse. that is virtual. <laughs> called the it's Metaverse. like Ready Player One. Do you remember that movie? Yes. Yeah. So that, like but that's <laughs> but that's where we're going. Uh, what was that show that they used to have that had different episodes? It was not a. It wasn't like a constant thing. Black Hat or something like that. 
But they had an episode one time where people literally lived like how well you did in life was based on your mm. social media. Oh, wow. Like numbers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, it was all about putting on for social media. It's something you can control. That's what this is what I don't get with people. Mm. Is people don't understand or they understand how they can feel that news and other things are tainted because they're trying to get their perspective mm-hmm. through a medium, but don't understand that that's exactly what they do on their phone and social media from mm-hmm. what you put out to what you consume is all about you and what you want to like. Cons- so yeah. it's going to be framed. Like you're not going to follow anything that you don't like. Mm-hmm. So everything that you're going to get on your feed is going to be something that the you want to see. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. so it's just like, we are framing our lives every day. Mm-hmm. So what is so if what we're consuming is this is what we see, this is what we see, this is what we see from somebody else who is framing what they putting on there, mm-hmm. then that means that we're only taking in what we the 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 after the they we we don't get the substance of it. Mm-hmm. We just get the 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 placebo. It's just like it's there, mm-hmm. but it's nothing really. It's nothing in there to actually bag it. It's just something that we see. So with that, I believe that people have now started to try to live up to a standard that isn't real. It's it's ideal, Mm -hmm. but it's not real. So So what's your idea on on transparency? How how, I know we might not get to see Michael Raglan, right? So what do you? What's your gauge on that in social media? As far as how much um, you I had to learn, I had to learn how to create a character. That's why I told you I was explaining to somebody else too. That's why I'm rags on social media. Mm. That's why I'm Mike rags on social media. And I folks are like, "Oh, so you two different people?" No, I'm not saying I'm um, Kung Fu Kenny and Kendrick Lamar. I'm not saying I'm Beyonce and Sasha Fierce. What I'm saying <laughs> is simply, or Ti versus Tip. What I'm simply Still, saying is. Yeah. What you see on social media is only a portion. It's a piece of what I'm a very not not gonna say complicated, but I'm a very intricate person. So like, and in order to get to that intricacy, you have mm-hmm. to be intimate. And I don't let people in that intimate mm-hmm. space, Why not? that close, because it's a vulnerable space, and I'm I don't do well with vulnerability. I don't like to feel vulnerable a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm that type of person. I can be uncomfortable, but not vulnerable. What's the difference? I'm not trying to keep going off. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, you're good. Uh, Vulnerability means there's almost a dependence on you or a dependence on something. So if I don't, if like me putting my trust in you or my heart in you or my love in you kind of leaves me dependent on you doing what you said you're going to do. So I guess it kind of boils down to a trust thing. So I don't trust people to always be have my best interest at heart. And I have that problem. I don't know if it's a problem or not. I'm the complete opposite. Mm. Like I give people 100 off rip all the time. And you yeah. have to take it off. Mm. Oh, no, you didn't show up on time. That's no. I now 90. I can't help it. Call mm. it like light skin thing or whatever you want to call it. But I'm I'm I had I wear my feelings on my sleeves. Like the SpongeBob thing that came from me being a small little yellow kid, you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? I think at a certain point I had a big afro. Me and uh, what's the girl? She, I used to call her Sandy. She because she started that. Oh, man, I, I'm a, I'm gonna figure it out. But same person, you I think it was the same year. Um, she called me SpongeBob. I called her Sandy, and then legit on my senior jacket, I remember being light skinned Yeah, because everybody like I could see your veins, <laughs> so I had to flip it. You know, I was this is my, my both of my parents probably lighter than me. 
And so I had to flip it and make it a thing. So by the time I'm leaving, oh, you heard about Life Can Do? It was a popularity thing. I, I was I was in a band. You know, we were playing the drum line and stuff. Mm-hmm. I wasn't no, I think I was a cool kid, but I always bought in the idea of just doing what I wanted to do. Right, yeah. And so I'm always making lemonade every year. I'm making a different type of lemonade, you know. Yeah. And so um, it, it's, okay, so I, I agree to what you're saying as, as far as protecting yourself, but. I always say, hey, you, if you can go out on a date, I'd rather just have a bottle of tequila in the, in the, in the middle. First date. What's your trauma? What's your daddy issues? What you deal with first? Mm. Let's get all that stuff out the way. You ain't got to have sex. Right. I just ain't got time. Right. To just, all right, we've been friends for you. Let me see Let me see if I can give him a little more of Mike. Well, let me, how how we switch him from just rags to Mike or whatever else? Right. I don't have time for that. Mm. And now, it's terrible because, I, you know, a lot of relationships – fall through but now I think I built that callus to where it's okay now yeah. but I had to look at myself and like okay who am I in general but I, I get it's so exhausting to you know let's say when you start being like super cool like is it all right cool well, we had, you know I'm straight but it's too much stuff we got to do in this world so I always worry about I wonder if he doing this I wonder if he doing this. right that's safe you know we both from Birmingham. I get it you know right. you you're aware but I think that's the difference between like okay cool if our friendship really started here just from this podcast, I ain't got nothing against the guy. So why am I automatically putting up walls? Yeah. I'm this is me. No, 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 no. It's no right or wrong to it. It's just perspective because I don't feel like that's a wrong thing to do. I just feel like for me personally. Oh, I get everything you said. And I yeah. guess it does. It would still. It would stem from some kind of trauma. I don't know why. Oh yeah, I ain't no therapist. You know, we get on down. That's what I say. It was. It was stem from some sort of trauma, and I need to talk to somebody about that. But I've always just learned, and I tell people because intimacy is not a sexual thing. Yeah, I can. I can have plenty of sex with a woman and mm-hmm. not be intimate with her. Right. At all. Even if the sex is passionate, mm-hmm. doesn't mean I'm letting you in. To who I am, Correct. really. That's why I tell you, it's, it, intimacy is a closeness. Mm-hmm. Closeness is not a physical thing. It's a bond. It's a, it's a spiritual and an emotional thing mm-hmm. and a mental thing. So when I tell women that, they, they just think the worst of me. Like, oh, you just so you just using me for my body. It's, it's not that. I First like of all, you, you agree to this. If that, it this was is consensual. Grown. Don't yeah. act like <laughs> you <grown>. know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> and I don't lie. I'm, I'm usually very, very upfront with my intentions mm-hmm. um but i always make sure that i try to explain to them like how i am because i am i don't say it's i'm a time release type of guy so it's like a pill that you take it mm-hmm. it, it works as over time it lasts you those eight hours For so sure. as as we go forward in time Eventually, it's a time thing. It's not necessarily a, it's a time and, because the only thing that can speed up that time is circumstance. So say we were into Mm. something and you proved to me in that something that, oh, I can't trust it now. It doesn't even have to be nothing made. It ain't got to be about no, nigga didn't fold on me. He ain't snitching. They they call it your core values. Yeah, it's just something something that I yeah like, oh, damn, okay, he was, Okay, that's I saw my phone. Okay, because it's surprising. Yeah, yeah it is so, yeah. having a real person in your life is is it's surprising. Like, yeah. oh, I can't trust you because it's <laughs> you know you can't trust nobody. It's so funny. Right. I was just in Austin, very super free area. That's where I live at, 
And okay, I come so back. I come back to because no, it's nothing like Dallas to Houston. It's right, like, but I've, I've, I know friends who've been to Houston. Yeah, it's like the Cali of Texas. It's like a little it's tech super kinda, free, yeah, tech city, liberal, you know, whatever. Texas, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. So I come back to Birmingham, and I, I remember going to T Bones, one of my favorite joints on I think Twenty First Street, whatever it is. And right, that, that, that man is just so rude. But I was just bust out laughing. I was, he, he's, I think he's from like the Bronx or something. You know, I, I say I want the, uh, I forgot what the, the menu was. I, I just know I want pepperoni. Like, what you want, man? I was like, because I, I didn't even get offended. It yeah. was just so funny because like, I'm back home, you know. <laughs> and so it's just um, as a, as you move and learn more about people, it's like you know, it's just the environment that they were in. So something I'm learning as a man is to give people a lot more grace mm. uh, initially, because I'm again like have you. I can't say the way you live your life or you trust people is wrong because you're a product of your environment. Right. So that's just your value, you know, your weight. But I'm gonna still show you mine as well. Mm. That's the that's the that's the, real. the that's dichotomy real. of the words yeah, they yeah, say, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 and man. so it's like you said, life is all about exchanges. So we're both going to take something from this exchange and use it whether we know it or not. Right. Especially in podcasts when, you know, we get deep quote unquote deep all the time. But I had to realize one for one, uh, what my core values were, what's important to me, not what the world says is important. What's at the end of the day, like you said, what's going to do it for me to, to let you know who Jonathan Coast is. Right. Cause it's weird. You just said my whole name. I, I've never, I haven't <laughs> been called that on the wax of the a video in like years. Yeah. It's usually like Jay, people at work call me Sergeant Coates. My, my mama called me Marbleize. Yeah. Cause I guess I got big guy. I don't know. But it, it was weird on me. And I was just thinking, it's funny you, you uh, introduced me as that. Cause um, I'm not trying to be long with it. No, I, I, I know I go a lot of different yeah. places. Yeah, we got charged to the ADHD. <laughs> I was thinking about the relationship that uh, Jonathan and David had in the Bible. Mm. Um, I'm like a mini theologian. I went to school for it and stuff, you know. Oh, okay. But talk, to talk about your intimacy point, uh, as they say, some theologians thought they were even in a relationship. Mm. That's how close they were. Yeah. So to have a, a covenant, quote-unquote, relationship or to be that close to somebody, I love you, bro. You know how hard it is for me to do? I just picked it like two or three years ago. To be so that close, I love you, bro, and then not be like, Weird "All right, man," out. you know, and go weirded out, yeah. yeah. And so that's a, that's a hard for a lot of people to do. So I said, "Okay, I got my core values. Like, I got my people. I had to do an episode called my inner circle." I told him, "I said, hey, you my best friend." I, you know what I'm saying? I already told him. I said, and I, I'm there too. But I told him I, I didn't care if they were or not. I said because I, I, you, you're important to me. You, you hit my core values, and then I was so open. It was like, dang, okay. You cool, you know what I'm saying? It was like a thing. Because I don't have, I honestly, and this it's going to sound really weird, I don't really care what you think half the time. I said my wife too. I said, I would re- we have an argument. I would rather me be crazy and whatever else, and you get it. Then we go through this whole thing. I'm sleeping on the couch. I'm going to do it. No, I ain't got time for that. Because people are trapped in marriages, <laughs> bro, like for, for 10, sure. 20 years. And they get free one day, and now they look at, they worry about family, and I was involved with you. And no, I don't have time for that. I'm just so laser focused. Cause I know who I am mm. and it's not to say I'm woke or anything else, but I said, I took time to figure out who the hell Jonathan was. Like it took a lot, not going on vacations by myself or all the <laughs> stuff we see and I'm, I'm dating me or all that other bull. But it's like, I, I, I took inventory on myself. I said, this is what is important to me. This is even you. I think I hit you up first. I, I, I don't know. Maybe you did. I don't know. But I said, I like what he putting out. So at some point I want to work with him. Somebody with 500,000 followers, uh, I just happened to hit up uh, one night. They hit me back, and I saw what they was putting on this. I said, I don't like it. It would have been great for me. 
just did not align with my core values. Right. <laughs> you know, and I think that's what's going to hold true. These relationships that you and him probably have, uh, it's just going to hold true. Just consistency. It's like you being what you're saying, you're going to be, you, like you're saying, you're building that muscle. But initially, bro, like, yeah, that's it. You got it all. So I know I'm kind of getting along with it. Oh, no, no, you good. I mean, because I, I do, like I said, like people who know me, like Gat know me. I've known we stepped together. Well, he actually stepped with my older brother. So I guess I was just a little rant that was running around <laughs> <laughs> with them. But I always hung with them and my brother's age group when I was younger because that was other than Nigel and Mike Martin and maybe people at school. Mm-hmm. But like it, as far as like when I was outside of church or school and if I was hanging with somebody, it was yeah. my brother and his friend. So um, I we we he knows like he knows me like very well, and I he he doesn't sometimes see the difference and i've know people who know me they can't necessarily see the difference and i said it's not that i'm a different person like rags is not a different person mm-hmm. it's just a part of me <laughs> like you just get a piece of you got you yeah. we're it's, it's not like i'm trying to cut you off anything it's just i do that to not only protect myself but to mm-hmm. protect relationships that michael has outside mm-hmm. of this and one in particular was my brother's relationship with me and my oldest brother mm-hmm. older brother i got two brothers older brother who's gay mm-hmm. um and i've known i think for a long time and one of my homegirls was telling me this the other day and she was just like you ever apologize to your brother for some of the shit you say i was mm-hmm. like i never thought about it in a way to where i need to apologize to him for anything that i say especially now mm-hmm. but i know for things that i've said in the past Before, possibly yeah. because although I love him and don't take anything from him as a person. Like I don't at all. I still don't rock with that. Agree, yeah, with the the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But I tell people that doesn't necessarily believe because I don't. I'm like I tell you, I don't necessarily believe. I don't get too big on right or wrong. So I don't necessarily say what he mm. does is wrong. It's not for me. Yeah, I do things. I partake in certain things. He might not Rituals. <laughs> okay, yeah, for sure. For sure. That my brother doesn't like doesn't partake in. Mm-hmm. He doesn't judge me for it, but he don't rock with it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, doesn't make me a bad person to him, doesn't make him a bad person to me. We have that understanding. But I had to learn that some people don't like me speaking about something that they might be doing themselves so strongly. Because then it makes me feel like I'm judging them. So it kept my brother from being able to tell. Oh, and out your to me. brother, sure. Okay. So it kept it, it kept I'm him about from, outside of family. It kept yeah, him yeah. from coming out to me. Okay. So it was just like, damn, you like you told your friends before you told me. Like you told Mike and Justin before you told me. I kind of felt some type of way. Mm. Like, like you still my brother. Like yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like at the end of the day, nothing is gonna. But that relationship like, probably was so important to him. Yeah, and and it was important like, yeah. to me too, because like I always I. I was his shadow growing up. Yeah. My brother's seven years oh, older wow. than me. So, like, he was a little too old to be, like, my peer. But he was too young to be my father. So, he was out. But he was always. Kind of like that mini mentor. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it, it did hurt me. So, I did learn in that time, though, that people that I love understand that Rags is really still going to speak on this. Mm-hmm. Not saying that. Me is me being two faced or even code switching, not if race code racially mm-hmm. code switching, but as far as just code switching on how I feel about certain things, it's not that. 
It's just me understanding that there is a balance. Yeah, you have. So when you say become a person that speaks out against things, however you want to call it, like you said, the balance is being able to retract the statement, kind of like a news station. Yeah, we got we got it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I tell people that yeah. all the time. Like I'm, I'm cool with saying something loud and ignorant. But you just got to say it as loud. Yeah. if something else come out. Yeah. But and then and I'm cool with coming back and saying I was wrong. Like I don't have no problem with that because I know I'm so not you're good. right. Yeah. So you say grants continue. But so that's why I, that's why I, that's why I kept the rants going. Yeah. But that's why I always brand myself as just rags now. Mm-hmm. Like even when I meet people, the first the, the first thing I don't know rags. Mm-hmm. First off, because it's a thousand Michaels everywhere too, so I don't want to feel like I don't feel like telling already. I don't feel like telling Michael Ragnan every time. Like this is a lot to say. <laughs> So it's just like shit, just a lot of syllables. Just like for real, like when I came, when it came to me, and this is a side story, but when it comes yeah. to me naming my dogs, like my original dog name was Gambino after Childish Gambino. For sure, I called him Bino for short because it was it's, it's easy. Mm-hmm. This dog name is Kobe Bean Bryant. I called him Bean because yeah, was, yeah, so it's Bean. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. he knows. But he was named after Kobe. You know for what I'm sure, saying? Yeah. So. It was just like it was is weird, like you know what I'm saying. Like I just love so rags. When I once I realized I cut the mic off and everything, no mic rags, it's rags. Mm-hmm. It's easier. And like like I said, it's just a character, but it's a character to protect those that I love. Same thing for me. So like I'm no like I was telling you before, I'm mainly just J. Everything in social media, J coats, whatever. I kept the last name because you know I got tattooed on me. Everything is important. I think my last name is you know we lineage. You worried about that? But like true, my true, first true. name, I never. Really, Held too much weight to everybody know me as Jay, mm-hmm. so where it's weird now, like you know, to hear my name, like my real name, it really is. <laughs> to hear Jonathan, it's like a earworm. It's like you know, you gotta get pulled in here. It's so, but I just didn't want to. Um, Cause my mama said she's like, "Why can't you always, you know, go by Jay?" I said, "I don't know. I just kind of that was my nickname." Yeah, that's what but it to is. her, it offended her a little bit. I named you. I named you after Jonathan. It means a gift from God. Blah blah blah. blah. I said, I never thought about it, and I said, well. Because, you know, we think about when rags, rants blow up and no tech talk blow up. You're going to be known as, you know, rags. How are you going to be called? And I'm going to be known as Jay. But um, I think about, because what we do, again, is a lot of transparency. <coughs> you know, you, you you might be talking to yourself. Your rants could be your own therapy because you legit getting it out. You're putting it out. You just happen to be recording on Instagram. But it's still a form of therapy, and mm-hmm. you're learning more about yourself. Me, this is my fir- safe space. Yeah, yeah, me on No Tech Talk first episode to now is, oh, my God, I like two different people. I'm learning more about, you know, women's rights and the hair and homosexuality, and and uh, I'm still myself. I'm still asking the, the, the questions, but I'm I'm learning right. more about me how to present because I'm still No Tech, I'm still, but I'm just asking the questions to where I, people, most people be afraid to do it. That's that's, that's what I was talking about earlier. They're not – they're so in fear of what you might think about them from asking a question that they will never do it and they'll die just wondering. So let me ask you something. All right. What's one thing that you grew up learning just in life? It could be a philosophy. It could okay. be a, a actual lesson that you learned. What's one thing that you learned growing up that you found out through your podcast, just interacting with different people, uh, watching yourself talk, mm-hmm. and as you – Cause I know you go back and watch your rants when you're done. Like mm-hmm. I do. So you you sometimes watch stuff and learn something about yourself as you are talking. What is one thing that you that stuck with you? Like, damn, I learned about myself through this pod, this, through this journey. I'm selfish. <laughs> <laughs> I, I 
I am, you know. Um, I pray usually before I do one, I say, Lord, let this be about, because it's an interview-based podcast. I say, okay. let, let it be about them and not me, because I can talk. I know I can talk. You know, right. I'm that I'm that nigga. <laughs> I just am. <laughs> I get it. It's a divine blessing. You call it what you want to call it. Right. But gift of gab, yeah, for sure. for sure. And so, but I didn't even know that that was a, that's a form of currency. What we're doing here is so invaluable. Hmm. They said that uh, 80 percent of people are afraid of public speaking; the other twenty percent are lying. Mm. That's what they say. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> it, takes, it takes a lot. Um, so, but I learned that I was naturally selfish because I want to get my. I, I got feelings. I got opinions. It's my show. You know, I'm a uh, make sure I'm heard. Mm. Okay. It's, it's Hosted by Jay Coates. Yeah. And I'm talking more than they are. And that's supposed to be interviewing them. Right. <laughs> um, but in life, you know, you know, you want to be humble to say the third, but I say when it comes to my baby, like, no, this is my time to speak. Because, you know, it's a form of therapy for me. And so I, uh, as I grew and learned, I started to just kind of do this. Huh. You know, and, and shut up. <laughs> just shut up sometimes. And that's probably the biggest thing that I learned is quit being selfish. It's not about you. The gift that you have is from God. He's he will, he's the only person that can elevate this medium that we have, which is the the waves. You know, this it's the waves we push out the vibrations, right. the frequencies. Yeah, sure, he changes the the frequencies to where you think it's the worst episode ever. That's gonna be your biggest one almost every time. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, that was trash. Jay wasn't talking that much. The way he was sitting, his shirt was blue, <laughs> going against the wall. Blah blah blah. And but this could be the biggest one. Who knows, right? You right. know, it's like. All of them have been like that. The ones I've, and I liked all of them, don't get me wrong, but the ones where I felt like I was talking too much or they didn't really want to give me what I wanted, why is that? Because I got beside myself and I, I just let it happen. Mm. I stayed consistent. I let the podcast just flow and let and put it out to the atmosphere, and that's all we can do is just put what we out, you know, do an atmosphere. I think that there's nothing wrong. I tell people this all the time. that Because you probably grew up. Thinking that being selfish is a is a character flaw. Oh, it's a strength. Double but you learn like, yeah, that, yeah. and that's what I say about like life in general. And that's why I feel like I can. If I was one of those people who ever made it big, mm-hmm. and they go back and pull some old tweets or some old Facebook oh, statuses about destroyed. some shit, we're I already said, canceled. For sure. I'm not gonna care though. Because one thing about <laughs> me, one thing about me is though, it's, it's, it should show that I was. If if somebody brings up ten years, yeah, it's like. Yeah. Nigga, if I felt the same ten years ago, then why am I even still here? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I've outlived my purpose if I'm no longer growing and learning. Mm-hmm. Like so, why the f- am I wasting time? It's so almost like, like I saw y'all talk about cancel culture too. I was like, mm-hmm. it's almost like it's a compliment. Yeah, <laughs> it <laughs> is. Nowadays, yeah. It's a compliment. It's like, just, oh God, I have an opinion. Yeah, that's really. not what the that what industries yeah, are saying. Or correct. correct. Forget yeah. y'all. I you like know? that. I do. Let's 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 talk more about cancel culture. All right. Mm-hmm. The one thing about cancel culture that I will say, I know a lot of people give give the LGBTQ IA one seventeen. Yeah, they they give them so much. <laughs> they give them so much flack about being like the 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 big cancel culture mm-hmm. pushers, but really black folks started that. Like we Did. started the black black we Twitter, started the, con- the we whole started thing. cancel culture. Like yeah. we started one to cancel. They say nigga. We find out they said nigga 10 years ago, cancel them. Cancel. They white, oh, they can't say that, cancel them. And I've always been the person, and I all, folks always looked at me like I was stupid, but I've always been the person who was like, stop canceling motherfuckers. Because the first thing, this yeah. is the first thing. 
is that although they might be famous, whether it's Instagram, social media, or just from what they do, mm-hmm. like their art, they are still all regular as hell. Yeah. At the end of the day, <laughs> like they got a lot of money, but they are still people to the core. Mm-hmm. So they're going to make mistakes. Like it's not okay to just when, when you see someone make one mistake mm-hmm. to be like, oh, that mistake defines who they are as a person and how mm-hmm. they have moved or how they will be moving forward. I feel like that's very, 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 very wrong. Yeah. That's the only thing I feel is like, there are some things that I feel like is wrong. And that's a thing that mm-hmm. to, to try to hold someone or judge someone. My favorite verse is from the Mount Sermon on the Mount where he started mm-hmm. judge, not you be not judged. That's, sure. what I, that's what I always start out with. When I say grace, that's my grace. At, at okay. Home. Yeah. That's my, that's my go-to. And that's why I try to live by. So I, I've been big on like black people. Stop being so judgy because it's gonna come back. Anything we do, you best believe, and they find out it's mm. remotely effective. You know they gonna, t- you know people gonna take it and flip it and make it better. People that's in power. Mm-hmm. So it now you got people like the baby trying to trying to cancel the baby, cancel Boosie. Like we started this though. Like why y'all mad at them folks for doing what we like? Yeah, this Boosie is a tactic been that we did his whole life, man. Oh yeah, now that's a whole another story. I can't even be mad at Boosie. Like, he been Boosie like. Always Come on, on this, bro. Like this ain't no new shit. Like boost. This the same nigga on Ghetto Story that say if you show me a twenty in this motherfucker, I'm pussy, and he's just throwing money mm. on the ground, just like he ignorant. But I I respect Boosie. Like I well, the thing he's never really went pop. That's what saved him because you look yeah. at the baby, he went pop a little bit. Old, I forget whatever name was, and then yeah, he definitely went Billboard. Yeah, that, that ain't nothing wrong with that, but. <laughs> But you still try to keep this persona, but that's a lot, a lot of times where the money is. You just do a one feature with, I don't know, Akesha or whoever else. And he, yes, yeah, the girl, yeah. 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 And um, <laughs> now he's in a different category. That's kind of how Drake did his thing. Right. You know, he wasn't really, never in the hood, nigga, but he, he, he's everywhere. He's right. equally amounts. I'm here. I do a little island thing, whatever you be doing. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he good, he good for he, at the cookout. For right. Everybody. For everybody. You know, yeah, so. Yeah. And that's what Baby was trying to get. I feel you saying. But yeah. for him, it's just because. Like you like this the form of your podcast, you want the real me. And so he was just being him. To the core. It owns, that's what I'm to saying. Core, like yeah. no matter how much you try to hide it, it's gonna come out eventually. Yeah. It's got to. Like I remember cussing in front are, of my dad, going, yeah. my deacon coats, you know, dad one time because I was damn some bullshit. Some I was like twelve, I don't know. But I've really felt that way. I think it was we was watching the Alabama game or something. The ref made a bad cut some bullshit. And he was like Sports to do it every time. <laughs> you know, because sports to do it every oh, time. Oh man, and, they bring out the worst. <laughs> you can't, you can't hide it, and that's why I think what, what we do is so important. Is because um, people are watching, man. Mm-hmm. You, it may not necessarily show in the, the 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 statistics or whatever else, but once you realize that people, because I see, I saw like maybe five people here I haven't talked to in forever, just from being in the city. Oh man, I heard you doing. A, they knew more about the podcast. I'm like, I even. You don't even like my stuff. Yeah, but they watch. They watch though. They watch. Look at the views versus the likes. Yeah. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) They even talking to like youth and you know, they be playing the game, but they listening. They they soak it up. And when you realize um that 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 you're creating your own carbon footprint out there, this has space. This has property in the the world, whatever you want to call it. You ain't doing half bad. Yeah. Podcasts are still new. Think yeah. about it. This is still a new environment. 
And it could be, a, let's say it's a million podcasts out there, 10,000 growing every day. Imagine how many people are quitting. Imagine how many people aren't putting good content out there. Mm-hmm. Imagine how many people don't have what you have. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Like, you top 10%. Mm-hmm. Now, look at it from a different perspective. I heard this preacher talk about one time. He said, everybody in here is rich. He broke it down to, you know, from here, like as far as the world. When that's somebody in the United States, the fact that you have a car that, that can drive you places, you put gas in it, and I think about the price. The fact that you can go to a restaurant, have one person take you to your seat, have another separate person take your order, have another separate person uh, cook the food, and then you're still able to tip and go back to your house that has heat water. It's like you're rich. But by comparison, oh, man, I ain't got it. Yeah. I ain't got the chain, my guy. I got a regular rope. I ain't got <laughs> whatever. I'm just saying. You have to just constantly put yourself in an environment to be like grateful and to understand, like, yo, I'm out here doing it. Yeah. I am. I come back to some people doing the same thing that's not elevating like you. Because, you know, I, I believe in like believing your city. I love Birmingham, right? But the same dude tried to go to the club with me. Other, I was like, bro, I don't even really do it like that. You know, he was doing the exact same thing. I've been gone for like eight years. I come back for the holidays and stuff. Same place, the same Impala. It's, he, got, he got the same plug. <laughs> like, no growth. Yeah, the same thing, yeah. And it's like, oh, and that makes me feel good. It's those moments. I latch on to those moments. So, like, I'm blessed out here. Like, I might not be where I want to be, but, like, if I die right now, I ain't got to worry about my utilities. I, ain't, I got my nice little dog and my wife. I'm, I'm cool. There's nothing wrong with wanting more. Right, for sure. But I, I'm... I'm happy going to sleep at night. We're all going to have ambition. We get that confused. We get ambition and um, what we have confused. Yes, we want more, but what do I have right now? Take, like I said, take inventory of what I have right now, and then that's how we move forward. Being ambitious while still having At this gratitude. point, everything is yeah. everything else is icing. Yeah, having gratitude we already for got what the you cake. have. Yeah. No, that's what it's just, it, like I said, we can always go to the Bible, because I still use the Bible to make references to things, even though I I don't even get and that's one thing too. I don't even get into arguments with folks about the Bible and shit like that. No more. I make it my point to too. Make it, I got time to make people because you know what they say is like arguing with a fool is is they still gonna yeah be they a have fool. to be able yeah, to receive me. But fool, the Bible so. what gets people is the historical context, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I'll use a big one: um, slavery. In the Bible, it mentioned slavery, but that was like a uh, that's a whole that's a, like being in debt. That's like being yeah, it wasn't like a bad thing. It, it like could have been a white person in slavery, but it could have been anybody in slavery. Hey, it was a contract. They were technically called your slave, but I'm going to work for you for four years. They're going to work off my debt. Yeah. Or it could be just in general. Okay, yeah. I mean, I've done the research for that reason. Servitude, yeah, because I'm going to believe in a God that we used to be slaves and buy. It's crazy. The white man just chill. Yeah. Half the people just heard a rhetoric on one uh, Dr. Omar video. Huh? Yes. Okay. Everybody had slaves. This is what they call them. Too. Yeah. Black Africa, when they came over to get us, they had slaves for black folks. You get what I'm saying? So they, they don't know all of that. They just know what they heard on a Dr. Umar Breakfast Club interview. <laughs> you know? Yes, we're little G's. Yes, we're kings. But, like, have context. So now it's it's the same thing as, like, going to work at Amazon. you pretty much a slave, bro. Like, yeah. it sucks. But you're getting paid for it. You signed up for it. Somebody could say, I'm a slave to whoever the president is. I'm in the military, right? I don't work directly for Biden, whoever in the office. Right? I got paid more when Trump was in office. Does that mean I like him? No. Yeah. You know, whatever. So, people, that's what I'm saying. Sheeple. Is what the boy, what's the guy who said, coined that phrase? Uh, he's the guy Toby Wingway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he said people because the fact that you have a microphone and you're not scared to speak into it, 
and that you have your own damn opinion. Oh my God, you're like above this entire city. Like it, you have look at it like you are, because people are afraid to put their opinion out into the atmosphere, because they're so crippled by the fear of the rebuttal. What, yeah, and what, what, what they worried about what folks gonna say to them. Yeah, there's one. I don't know. I've never, because you you talked earlier about like how you psych yourself up. Got to. I've never had to do that. I guess my parents, kudos to my parents. Not saying that if your parents didn't do, didn't make you feel like this. You shouldn't even have to give the caveat. But yeah, but yeah, kudos to my parents. (laughs) But they raised me, not saying right, but they raised me in a way to where I know, like, I know, like, I had a classmate in high school, and I seen your book. He wrote. He felt like I was a universal genius. Mm-hmm. What he meant by that is that he just felt like there was absolutely nothing that I wanted to do that I couldn't master. Mm. It's just about picking what it was. My parents instilled that in me as a, and I carried that with me already. So I don't have to go psych myself up, but mm-hmm. sometimes I do lose sight. That I lose okay. that sometimes. That knowledge of. I can like I I can be a master of whatever. Yeah. Because I am in creation. And we was talking about this earlier. Like when you're creating, you're so hard on yourself. Mm. Uh you're so nitpick about everything to where sometimes you lose yeah. that gratitude while you're being ambitious. So that's why I was I said I'll let to get back to the point of no matter if you have to be the type of person to psych you up, if you have it already. Even Kanye, I'm sure, as arrogant as he is, <laughs> that's he never loses it sometimes. Yeah, he loses that about himself sometimes. It has to go somewhere. Well, it's like to the MJ feel. You saw the uh, yeah. his the yeah, document. He, yeah, so he, he, he looking at me funny. Yeah. I'm not looking at you funny. He had he to cre- go. He had to go mm-hmm. conjure up a reason. Yep, that's to how get into that mode. So I mean, it's, that's why it's like I'm trying to find that balance as well. Like being ambitious while making sure I'm still living in gratitude for what. Cause it's not contentment. Able to be able it's to not being it. complacent. Yeah. It's like you said. It's living in gratitude and living in like it's not that bad. Yeah, it could stop definitely comparing. Be worse. It, bro, it could be so definitely bad. Be worse. <laughs> <laughs> really? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I thought about. I went to Timber Chase Apartments down the street from here, right off Valley, right by that same shit I used to go to all the time. I used to. I had a. I think it was like one bedroom apartment. I used to have a walkable block just to wash my clothes. Like it wasn't even a washer dryer in there. Six twenty five a month, and I was I had a Honda Civic, couldn't put gas in a Honda Civic. I used to work at the same uh, Portfolio Recovery Associates that's within a mile, mm-hmm. just so I could walk. Walk to work mm. sometimes because it was that bad. And I went and sat in the parking lot just for a minute. I had to do that for myself. I'm like, yo, this I just came a long way. Yeah, this the BC way it started and how you got. I used to work. have to. I wish there was a DoorDash back in the day. I would be. I would. I would have made it. <laughs> I would be. She mean to tell me I can get this money on Monday. <laughs> Over a thousand dollars a week on Instagram. You feel me? I, and I, I know he's making over a thousand dollars a week on Instagram. He's good to show. to do it. Yeah, <laughs> hey, check what I did. Look, yeah, I ain't have to go clock in today because he we used to get on him so much because he used to work like two three jobs mm-hmm. and he'd be just working out. They're like, but you a Jamaican? <laughs> no, no, no. But like, but you a Jamaican? Most stereotypes are true. So it's like, but. Like, well, you need to chill out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then he said he got hooked on his Instacart during COVID. Yeah. And figured, like, oh, yeah. Now he, that's what that's, that's all he got to do is now his Instacart and get paid more than what he was, like, working all them hard, like, three jobs. Like, nah, hell nah. But y'all be doing too much. I also wanted to, I wanted to discuss some, um, yeah. some just 
we'll keep it a little light right here. Keep it a little sports, a little sports and entertainment. Talk. Okay, cool. Okay, okay. Uh, so who you got? Oh, well, let me ask this first. Are you a NFL, NBA, I'm a, college? I w- I'm a big college. I'm an Alabama fan all the way. Okay, so Alabama. Anything NFL, NBA, I'm just like, just, it's mainly just entertainment. I watch it. I watch it. It's on Sundays. I used to watch, I think my dad liked the Lakers a lot, so I'm seeing what Russell doing and all the good stuff. But um, I'm a really big college fan. I, I, t- I stay tapped into the media for podcast purposes because talking to another marketing guy, I actually have to care sometimes what's going on in Insecure and put it. In my, I watch in, it. In what you, got but that's going the on, that's yeah. gonna, it's not gonna be the Jesus clip. It's gonna be the insecure clip, and then it brings them to it. So I, I hate that part. Right. I'm more of a niche thing. Like I, I mean, I don't. We could talk about two picks for an hour, but I'm used to gonna get a scripture. We still, I'm still gonna ask you like the random question today. Those are my two segments. But I honestly, you know, I care about what I care about. If it was up to me, I wouldn't even be on social media for real. Mm. I wouldn't. I don't care. But yeah. the more I comment on people's stuff, it brings it back to me and it all feeds the thing. So I just take an hour of my day. Okay, like, cool, cool, cool. Um, but I, I'm I definitely love college football. I, mean, I talk whatever. But usually just like the politics of it all, like the shit up we, and dribbles we, we, or whatever. We can stay college. We can stay college because I mean I'm. You, hey, let me know something. We can talk about. It. Nah, we can stay college. Okay. So, <laughs> Bama fan for sure. Me as well. I'm a Bama fan. How confident are you in our ability to actually beat Georgia? Oh no! Did you see them yesterday? That's who we gonna have to get through. Do you do you feel confident? So at all I'm surprised we're eight and one. I'm a, a diehard Bama fan. I'm. I mean, I know the history of Big Al and everything. Like he used to be a red elephant. He used to be really creepy. Look it up. <laughs> um, but we're scraped by like I think two or three games. Um, we just won by time. We just like they doing the timeouts, yeah. you know, specifically, and like it was super close. So we didn't really have anything else. We're, you know, everybody said we're a young team, whatever else. We ain't never been no excuse, but this year I'm nervous. Right. I think we missed a field goal like the last game or so, like off of a touchdown, like a regular field goal. Yeah. Um, I think that Georgia's bigger than us this year, as far as because you know we all talk about them Southern homegrown cornbread fed boys, like they're they're just bigger real. and more athletic yeah, yeah, than us. Usually we get that from like Bama, or even like an Ole Miss. But if because this the Georgia curse though. They can still mess it up. Yep. Think about the Braves, the Falcons, and the uh, Joy. Like it, that's my only little caveat. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> I, th- I tell people this: our line is offensive line is God offer. Yeah, um, we got good defense. That's about it. We got two five stars that we went and got last year that don't even start. I'm confused about, but I know saving is real big on. Mm-hmm. If you put your time here, you'll get your time to prove yourself. Yeah, it's been proven. So I believe that if we can. Somehow get that line to get better in the next. Because if you give Bryce Young any time, and if you can make sure that Georgia has to respect Brian Robinson, mm-hmm. if you give Brian, Brian uh, Bryce Young any time back there with Jason Jameson, uh, yeah, James, yeah, Jameson mm-hmm. and uh, Mitch, Mitchy, bro, he he tough. Like them, them corners can't get the from me because usually we have a them. couple of chess pieces. Now I just feel like we're just so thin. Like if one of them go down, that's it. Like if yeah, y'all go, down, that's it. Back. We ain't even that deep at running back Yo, this year. We, uh, what the college just went out. Williams just went out. Because some years game. we're like a, a um a pass option team. Most years we're a running team. But now it's like whatever works. Yeah, it's really. like, and that's another thing too. <laughs> I, was, I didn't know what the fuck Bill O'Brien was gonna look like mm. as offensive coordinator. But I mean, I guess, but I can't blame it all on on, on Bill. Right? I mean, on Bill O'Brien because I mean, we he we are putting up hella points. So it's not just that. It's 
It's the defense too, but and then they, they they're still you can still kind of tell that they're scared. Like they play a lot better home team. It's hard, like being like at LSU. Like it's it's a lot. I think the behind the scenes of football is still obviously really important down to the yoga and the mentality you have to have. Like right at this stage, it's more than just hitting the little thing when you leave the locker room. Like you really have to believe, you know, like in the the team mindset. Right. And you got this nineteen year old kid who just Learning about himself, voice just got deep. Still trying to be a man. Yeah, and so now all this pressure's on you. You know you're on national television. I think that's the if you can master that, then they could be unstoppable. And so that's the ideology <laughs> that Saban has put into. I was so happy when he signed for ten more years. I was like, I don't care if you're 85, bro. We out here, you know. So um, I, I I like that he cares about black people. I, at least for me, I met him one time, and I like how he defends the uh, the. His quarterbacks, and he, you know, with some controversy or whatever, even the guy that got, got caught smoking weed sometimes, like he was like on their side. So I like that as far as the program. Um, and you know, everybody in the South, we all have racist, racist roots, so <laughs> we're changing, you know, we're growing, right, nah, for sure. still a red state, for whatever, sure. it's cool, but for sure, we'll like Georgia one day, <laughs> you know, but I think he cares, it's a good organization, so yeah, that's why I'm at. I, I believe we are. Surprisingly, in a good place, I believe for the young talent that we have now, them going into the SEC, these you know this this last what we got Arkansas, then Auburn. Mm-hmm. If we win those two games, then SEC well, every championship. game for us is like nothing to lose. Yeah, so but Alabama. I think <laughs> now it's better that they are more so like the underdog. Yeah, I hate not everybody. The whole time. Feel, yeah, yeah, I feel like everybody is gunning for Georgia now. Good, which means that these players, young players, usually play better when they have a chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. So I think he will be able to harness that, get them super focused. And I honestly believe that Georgia's offense is mediocre, and hmm. not that we have to stop. Them on defense, or our defense has to play better. I think when we play them, our offense just will have to be able to be better than their defense. Mm. If we can put up points and make it to where Georgia has to score with us, that's when they're gonna be a problem. We score a lot of our points early. Yeah, that's and, when, and that's and what we we, we last to, to the fourth quarter. But it's like now we gotta just keep attacking. Yeah, them we need, and yeah. we need to, when we play Georgia. Like I said, if that if their offensive line can protect, if they can push. But when they were playing, who did they play last year? Uh, New Mexico State? Was they who they sure. play, bro? Yeah. When I saw number, whatever was, number yeah. 90 or whatever was in the backfield and shit, every play, I'm like, bro, this is new. No disrespect, but nigga, this is New Mexico State. You know they not as big as You got to play like from, that, though. From That's Georgia. the mentality. Play you like it's Georgia every week. No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying what? number 90 from New Mexico oh, he's State was making it to oh. our backfield. Like, Brian Robinson was looking oh, bad yeah. that first half. Like, because he couldn't get... Anywhere, like, the line was creating no holes. Anywhere, no push. Like, bruh, it was, like, they were pay. It was almost like they were pass blocking on the run plays. Like, they wouldn't get yeah. no push down the field. I was like, bro, what the? <laughs> this is New Mexico State. We cannot be like this. Georgia, like you said, Georgia going to have them, boy. They got them boys this boy. year. They, it's you like, seen what LSU practice squad was doing? Yeah. I mean, they had, like, nine players missing on offense. I mean, on defense that game against us. And them boys were... Still, They're the like, team that uh, their coaches all finna get fired, right? In the LSU, 
Yeah, Ed finished. This is I the, wouldn't even care. This is the uh, farewell tour for Ed Ogeron. Yeah, man. <sighs> but yeah, I think, Bam, I, I really honestly believe in my heart of hearts. Like, if I were to go bet on a team to win the college football championship this year, I would go bet my money. I bet on, on Alabama, Alabama and Georgia. Yeah. I wouldn't Great bet on Georgia. <laughs> I bet on Alabama. I can't see nobody else in there. And I just, I was so mad that I think UT, because I'm in Austin, so they they trying their best. It's a lot of money, but there's no SEC field. Cause Texas, That's why they're trying to come over there. They, I think they're here now, right, or no? Well, they, go, they, they in there, but they won't actually officially join, I think, until 23. Man, that's trash. I think they might try to get them in next year, but I think 23. It's a, for them, it's a better recruitment pool. But at this point, just get rid of the Big Ten, whoever they're in. It's like, Big 12, yeah. Yeah, 12. It's like, bro. But they gonna, I think they're trying to add in some teams. Like, I think Cincinnati <laughs> is going to go to the Big 12. So that's an upgrade for them, too. Yeah, okay. so, like, teams like that that are trying to go into that next – Cause they gonna lose Oklahoma and Texas, so that means Oklahoma State. It's to be Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. Um, As it's doing the rest of the country a disservice <laughs> because they ha- they that ten and zero, and they come play a Georgia one time, and they realize, oh, I wasn't really playing football. Yeah, like, this ain't real. Yeah. <laughs> they it, usually smaller and faster, and like you know. But I mean, better, Cincinnati. Better. I don't want to take anything from them, but like, yeah, I mean, it's Cincinnati, bro. Like you can't. You can't expect us to be happy about you being like. Look at uh, Texas San Antonio. Yeah, they undefeated right now too. Like, so what? They, they rank number eighteen. I'm gonna so. switch it up now. What's up? Question I always ask is, um, how do you uh, maintain your peace? How do you like chill? Full disclosure: I smoke a lot of weed. Besides that, I get it. I get that's it. my honest answer. Like, nah, for real. Um, no, I get it. That's a part of nah, it. Nah, for real. But nah, nah, that's not how I find peace. Um, well, I'm saying, how do you like, you know, read? No. Uh, <laughs> honestly, working with my hands. Okay. Listening to music and working with my hands. So like doing little projects at the crib, mm-hmm. whether it's trying to lay floors. Got to build and being a doghouse out of some extra wood floor. I, I, I never saw the finished product. Did it? Yeah, I, 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 I got the frame finished. Yeah, so I got it. Yeah, I, I, he stays in it now, but I'm still gonna like insulate it and everything. That's tough. But um, yeah, I just built headboards out of my uh wood. Like I just I like to mm-hmm. build and create things. That's why I go in my. That's my zone. I like to get in that zone. And music, like I said, music is really probably even more so than like. Weed or any yeah. alcohol, like music, Be passionate the about. Yeah. yeah, it's the it's the thing that affects my mood more than anything else. Music, for sure. So I I did an interview with Boss. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I love this album. And I was I was I'm always so surprised. Cause I'm thinking. Putting him in that rap category, I'm like, nah, like that boy be singing. Yeah, you know? <laughs> he got some vocals on that too. I forgot what it was. Every I can't think. Of it. I ain't finna sing it. Uh, like I turn the radio on. What's that song? Every time I think of you, I turn the radio. So I did like a whole little thing with him, and uh, I love seeing people uh, get excited about their craft. Like mm-hmm. I saw y'all in a couple music videos. What was it who called himself Bolo? What is it? Dolo. Dolo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we knew of each other, but I ain't never. Oh, yeah, you know, no we like yeah. <laughs> but um, I see y'all on here, and I see y'all doing y'all thing. It's just, it's so dope. Yeah, I love man. seeing people in the element. That's why I always ask, like, you know, what genuinely um, makes you kind of spark up? Yeah, that and yeah, yeah, doing things in my hand. Like every morning, 
the first thing I do when I get up is go and turn on my like the speaker in the house and like I'm I'm blasting music live. Mm-hmm. Like I'm running out of room right now and I don't care that he in up sleep or whatever. Like he know every morning. You know what time it is. Uh, I'm turning on that music every morning. But he I don't try to do it to be disrespectful. Or if I had company or something like I don't try to do it to wake him up. But that's that's how I get my day going. Like, yeah. If I'm in the shower, I'm listening to music. In the car, of course, I'm listening to music. If I'm at home working on something, I'm listening. When are you silent? Cutting. I have problems with that too. That's that, and that's that's a problem. I'm never quiet. Even when I go to sleep, I have to have the TV on. And that's somebody was telling me like, you need to be able to get to your guard. Your brain rest. Yeah, like oh, actually, Mike Mark, Mike Wortham, uh, the guy who told me and run, he stepped with uh, us as well. Told us to start this basically. Talked about one time he's a preacher, he's a pastor, or used to be a pastor Ebenezer. Mm. But uh, he he talked about in the sermon about getting in your garden. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody, even Jesus, had to get in his garden before he had to take on his daunting task mm. of getting crucified. The first thing he did was ask to go to a place, and then even in that garden because he had to bring people with him of mm-hmm. course his brothers he still had to go and isolate himself even further That's good. so it's like if jesus got to go to his garden then we all got to get to our garden at one point so yeah. that, that's something i have been trying to work on like getting to a place where i could just be quiet like not even read nothing just really sit there and kind of i don't know i may start trying to do some yoga or something my brother uh, uh, he knows a little yoga stupid. stuff it's important but it's stupid I got to, but see, I I'm getting yoga. older, bro. My body's starting to break down. I, on me, so I, gotta I just stretch stretching. very well. Yes, Even if it's yoga, stretching. I don't call it yoga. I just stretch very stretching well. Stretching. <laughs> so that's what somebody else said. They was like, you can just stretch. Just don't, don't, you only got to do like yoga. Just, just sit and yeah. stress and just have some kind of, instead of it being some music, just have like some ocean sound mm-hmm. or something, you know, some kind of sound like you're on the beach type thing while you stretch 15, 20 minutes in the morning. That's why I say I'm going to really try to get on a regimen like of of trying to get in a better place physically, mm-hmm. mentally, you know what I'm saying, spirits, like all those places, as well as financially and all those other things, but the core. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to really try to work on getting back into that. I'm that always chasing place. that guy in the woods that we always see that's just like happy with no Wi-Fi, just chopping wood every day. bro, them Alaskan people. Yeah. Like that, uh, yeah, I just need to go fish. people of Alaska. I go whatever. Yeah, I'm like, I want to, that's that type of life. I don't want to live that life. Word for but it. But I'm just, yeah. To be that happy with your life, I mean, they have to worry about things, but it ain't no big stuff. The the, the things that they worry about are different than the things they got enough wood for the winter. They solid, (laughs) right? That's what they worried about though. Like first world problems, yeah. (laughs) That's why I see Lil Duval say that a lot too. He's just like free man. He's free, bro. We we have a lot of problems here. We not perfect, Mm -hmm. but boy, it's a whole lot worse out there. (laughs) Like in America, for why niggas ain't just so happy to just be just so to ready be. to leave. Yeah. yeah, they talk all that shit they want to. What? Why, why Dr. Why Dr. Umar still here? You feel what I'm saying? Because he know at the end of the day, Ooh, his good. options. That's a clip. You, you gotta use that one. Like his options ain't, ain't ain't that big. You know what I'm saying? Like the only other thing I can see is you trying to do like, uh, I love the Killer Mike show trigger warning. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he died to do the episode. With he created me. his own city and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing you can really try to do. Like he really tried to do that shit. Like legit. How was his bank like, going? Have you kept up with that? Uh, well, the the bank he invested in. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. doing pretty well in uh, what is it? Greenwood. Something, something. Yeah, something Greenwood like that. Bank. I was thinking is it Atlanta Last or Georgia? Checked, I think it was, it was like in the early stages. And stuff. Yeah, but it, it's it's gonna do well. It's gonna do well. Uh, Citizens Trust here is still doing pretty well. 
We still have a branch of Citizens Trust here, mm-hmm. Citizens Trust, uh, which was an AD Gas and uh, venture back in the day. So I've actually that's uh, I've gone into a, another partnership or business with uh, some friends that I went mm-hmm. to college with, and that's who we're gonna open our business check uh, business checking account. Hey, with. You build up be. that business credit. So yeah, that's yes. what I said. I said I was probably gonna be, uh, start me another one with Rags at Citizens Trust too. We got to man. We gotta go legit. Yeah, try to do the black folks. Too. Try to bang. I try to. I'm one of them type of people. I really try to do everything for my city or black as fuck. I ordered a car when I first got here, <laughs> uh, and I'm shouting you out, Derek, wherever you are. <laughs> I went through Turo to get a car. I'm on, I just got here from the flight. I think on Thursday, had like a a Toyota Camry. That's what it was. Don't get the Toyota Camry from Derek on Turo. You heard it here first. I went to the guy's house like nine o'clock at night. I messaged him a bunch of times, called him a bunch of times. It was a whole experience. Cause I get them all the time from Austin, from white folks, right? Whatever, and so some. This is the and not to go on the the black business thing. You got to be, you know, we all know that rhetoric, but um, we there's still. I think we owe it to ourselves to look at our our counterparts, our black peers. Like, all right, bro, are you really on your shit? And so, I got there, could get my cars, the whole thing, and he was trying to play me, bro. He like, I'm not gonna tell the whole story, but basically. I found him on Facebook, everything. <laughs> Send him a, a message. I know what to do. Work It's crazy because I found all the information on him. I got mutual friends with him and stuff. And he was just, he wasn't about his business. And so I, it's always in the back of my head working with black anybody. And it's a problem. It's, a, the right, it's not the right answer. Nah, for sure. I mean, it's not. But it's like, but I had to go legit find a chat or something for the car I got now just to get a car. It's so sad. Think? <laughs> because that's very true, but like there are a few companies that I know that I've never had a negative experience with them. And yeah, like Chick Fil A. Um, I don't think I've ever had a negative experience at Chick Fil A. Um, that might be the only company. So, <laughs> what I'm, what I guess my point is. Is that I try to be a little more now. This is this is when I extend grace. It's when I'm working with black people. Yeah. Because I try to give them a pass because not a pass. I don't give them a pass. I don't give them a pass. But I give them grace usually because I know that either they're just starting yeah. figuring things out and they haven't gotten in the groove of things. And I've also just learned too, and this is just from going a lot of like uh, Oriental restaurants mm-hmm. and like that are originally owned by Orient, mm-hmm. and like to see how they interact with people, like they barely mm-hmm. know the language, so they're not trying to be polite. And I've learned to be like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's like, just how it yeah, is. As yeah. long as my food, get my good. chicken fried rice. So where I am <laughs> with that is, is if a black person business is lacking in customer service, I give them grace on that. As long as why? As long as my product is right, because I'm not. Oh well, yeah, because you. I'm not as big on because the food gonna be good, right? It's, it's, I'm not <laughs> as big on you being the nicest person to me because I know that mm. I've met plenty of white people at Bama that were nice as hell and racist as fuck. Or, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Played a part. Like, yeah. yeah. So niceness mm. is just about a a. It's a thing that you're taught to be, in order to ingratiate yourself in someone's whatever. So do you feel like trying to? That um, we're all searching. Okay, so there's a good, great conversation happening with black people. Like, how come I just can't be a good banker? 
we go in these environments. No, I'm a great banker. Why, why come you just can't be a good banker? You live your life, be a banker and die. No, I got. I have to be great because I'm the only black person on this board. There's so much pressure. But at the same time, I'm the only black person on this board. So I'm representing everybody, <laughs> you know, in these, these areas. I'm there. I'm there. Uh, I'm the representation. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about good versus great? And I guess we can just use corporate environments or, any, or even in podcasts. Whatever. Blacks. Have always, for the most part, been held to a standard higher than our counterparts. Based off of what? That's, that's true. Um, is it us or is it white folks or whoever? At this point, it's it's, it's a mixture because now black folks hold black folks to those same standards. Mm-hmm. Like we hold ourselves to those same standards. But originally it was because we had to all, in order for a black person to go vote, they had to goddamn take a fucking literacy test. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That was impossible to Guessing the marbles or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Guess how many suds are in this bar. Like, Dial. Yeah. It's wild. So we've always had barriers that were placed there. So in order to get there, we had to go above and beyond mm-hmm. just to get through. So from that, I think that's where we kind of, black people took a pride in being mm-hmm. better than. We gotta be the gotta cream show of the crop. Gotta and everything that I do, yeah. There's nothing wrong with trying to be the the, the greatest or or a great or no with being a great banker, or mm-hmm. a great podcast host. I think the problem comes in when you, in order for you to get there, you have to either cut some corners or cut people down. Mm-hmm. And that's the only time I don't like it. So if you're trying to be a mm-hmm. great banker and you feel like you're just doing that because you take pride in what you're doing, you're not doing it to pr- just to prove a point. Mm-hmm. Just because you really take pride in it, then I feel like you should try to be a great banker. But if there's nothing wrong with a good banker who... There's nothing wrong... This is this is an argument I get into a lot. Okay. Well, not an argument, but a debate that I get into a lot with people who have gone into business ownership or entrepreneurship. I try mm-hmm. to let people know, hey, like it's cool to want to have your own business and enjoy having like the free time. Like this shit hard too now, mm-hmm. but it's cool that that's what you decide that you want to do. Is but we got to stop looking down on people who work nine to five and are cool with just having that security and everything. They they cool like like. But what they not living in their purpose. You don't know what the fuck their purpose what, is. Yo, it's their don't purpose. get me started on that. Their purpose might be, yeah. in their family, it might not be another black male who has had a job and been able to and get they a win. pension they and won. get a house. and get. A, if they got a job that allowed them to do all that shit for them and they family, like, that is their purpose. That's their purpose. Their purpose mm-hmm. might not be bigger than just making sure they can provide and do for their family. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. Like we got to stop trying to be little people who do. So that's my only thing. Like if mm. if I see somebody who is good at what they do, but it's it's a job. They don't have no ambition that mm-hmm. to really just try to move up the ladder. But they good and they stay yeah, where they, they is. That's, that's job is straight. Too. Like yeah, you do that. Like that's that's on you. Like me personally, I wouldn't probably want to do that. If I'm in this place, I'm probably gonna want to keep moving up till there ain't nowhere else to move up to. Yeah, I think that we're a select few in that because, like you said, everybody does not for whatever reason. Some people say it's about what you go on the spiritual side, you know, this is my threshold for whatever. Because there's a lot of stress involved being on top, being the greatest, right? 
um, I always feel like, I don't know if you feel like this, I just speak for myself, I always feel like there's just like something on me. People call it the anointing, other people call it the drive or whatever, but I just know, man, it's just so weird. I know in my, my bone marrow <laughs> that I'm meant to be like something. I mean, I know what it is. I just know that I just got to keep striving for it. I, I don't know how. I don't know where that comes from. And I talk to other people. I, like you said, you might not see it. There ain't nothing wrong with that. But I just said, it's just something about me and my configuration, my environment, how I grew up, that put me in a position to just want more just for the, you know, because I, I'm, I have the capability to do so. I have the wherewithal to want it. So that's crazy that you have that. It's amazing. Yeah. And we think like no, everybody want to want to do better. Just hmm. depending on no, bro. Like some, I, I really feel like people don't. They're not even meant to have the capacity to to change to affect change. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Of this, it go, it reminds me of a conversation I was having with uh with uh, Ozu. With, yeah. Uh, at one point, and I think this might have been in that same conversation where we talked about be about prayer. It was just like there were there are. And this is not to be to belittle anybody, but there are a lot of beta males yeah who for sure. want to be alpha males but weren't made to be just, alpha you just males. meant to like, be a beta bro every line okay. can't be the the, like, the king of the jungle there are mm-hmm. a lot of lines you think all those lines they they might be kings of their own jungle yeah you see what i'm saying but every everybody is not meant to be grand mm. That's what I say. I'm not going to say great because great in their own right. But everybody's not meant to be grand. Mm -hmm. Some people are blessed with that favor or anointing or, you know, whatever they believe in. Mm -hmm. So what I try to remember is that I know that I am purpose to be thought provoking. Mm -hmm. I know that's what I'm good at. I'm good at getting people to think. Not necessarily differently, but you have a unique perspective for right, sure. So at least second guess, not second guess, but take a second look mm-hmm. at what it is. At least make I make I'm good at that, making people at least go back and ponder. Mm-hmm. And I I go back to a Tupac quote. Uh, I might not be the the one that changed the world, but I spark the mind of the one who does. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of feel like you know that's. That can look different, you know, for different people. Some people, like George Floyd, I'm sure, wasn't expecting to change the world like he mm. did. I'm sure he thought he was supposed to be great and do great things, but I'm pretty sure he didn't think it was. Isn't that crazy, though? In death. Yeah. So. Kind of like Samson. Legit. Yeah, for sure. So, you know what I'm That's saying? It's crazy. just like, it's, 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 mm. it's, 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 it's a weird thing. Like, some people's purpose are, like, some people are walking in their purpose and don't even know it, like, it's sad, but some people's purpose are to be either a reminder in a good way or a bad way mm-hmm. of, you know, yeah. how to move forward in life. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's so how do you tell somebody to be okay with that? What's your advice? Because that's, that's probably, if I ever did have an issue, is I, under, I do understand that, but... I don't, I don't know. I'm not okay with just being a beta male jail or whatever. Well, I just, I feel like it's, like, it's, it's about first as a society, we have to stop saying that men have to be this. 
Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? In order for him to be a man, you got to be this. You got to be straight, fuck a lot of hoes, yeah. get a lot of money, and still have a wife. And you know what I'm saying? Like you got to, like you got to, nah, let's check all the boxes. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> we got to get out of that. But then once we get out of that, then people just have to then start understanding that, um, you know, you just gotta goes back to knowing who you are. You just gotta be comfortable. Like, well, okay, like this is. I have friends, and I. That's why I, don't, I like. I don't really try to get into whole beta alpha, but it, for the for the for the example, it was it was it was needed. But I don't try to get into the entire like, oh well, beta is less than. It's just different, mm-hmm. you know. It was alpha might have been the first fraternity but i mean all the fraternities that are the major fraternities not mm-hmm. are relevant they on that same level like it's not about being first it's not about being the one that's seen it's about making sure that you do it right and whatever yeah. your job is you do, you it, do well. it well yeah. <laughs> so like, that's, that's, yeah. that's what we got to get a lot of people want to be first or seen and uh i think people once they just get comfortable with doing their job and knowing that even though they may not be the one that's seen or heard or first that their sh- that their job or their their task or their their whatever mm-hmm. is very beneficial still to the overall picture you know what i'm saying like in basketball it's a little different cuz i was going to go to basketball yeah, yeah. well we can yeah we can go to basketball we can go like jordan is the alpha male on the bulls so mm-hmm. we know that pippen was reluctantly a beta male mm-hmm. in the sense that Mike was the first option. He was, he was always first. number two, yeah. He was there before Scotty. Mm-hmm. He was the first option. So, like, and he was five. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. it was like, he had to be in that beta male role. And to be honest, though, I look at Dwayne Wade did the same thing in Miami. I look at people who are able to really take on that role when they know they have been an alpha before mm. for something to work i look at that as like an even greater he knew his role was necessary right like he knew, to, yeah to like great. i know what i have to do draymond green he's a good example draymond yeah. green, like he know that nigga have a triple double and don't even have double digit points mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying so it's like he play his part. He know what he know, but that come from them people. Well, Scott is struggling with it. We see at his older age because he got <laughs> some shit to say every day. He saying. probably, he, his, I mean, you hear now. it so much. Yeah, MJ, 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 yeah. But I guess, like, they knew how to be robbing and cool with it. You know what I'm saying? That's, mm-hmm. That takes a lot. You know what I'm saying? To know, like, damn, like, that, that, but that's just people just know themselves so i just think as, as people learn themselves and learn like oh, okay it's a bigger picture than just being the face or being seen or being da da da, da. i think people will, but it's hard now with social media though. ironically it's hard to be that or to be comfortable not being seen or what's got it because and especially think about kids that are born into this society like mm-hmm. born into this tech world like in the next five years there will be kids that are born after the in, metaverse in the metaverse become a real a thing, thing. yeah so like they're gonna be bred into this we were we are learning this shit as we after we were bred it from when facebook Man, I started didn't get a goddamn cell phone till i was 14 now a kid doesn't have a tablet by the time they're three or four oh, that's a given yeah, it comes with the baby yeah, so it's like, <laughs> 
So it's, it's, it's a, but I understand. I remember I was one of those parents that was like, man, I ain't going to get my kid no phone till, till they 14 like I was. Man, I, I always still fool. say, you my kid going to get a 92 Civic no yeah. matter what. He going to have the same car I had. He's going to 300,000 miles. Because by the time I'm goddamn... <laughs> By the time I have a child and they 13, 14, the world going to be so different. Gonna you probably going to need a cell phone just to be like, you feel me? <laughs> or at, at that point, for real, it might be up to a point where, like, they already, uh, Elon Musk already working on the body link shit where you can goddamn have, like, a chip. Apple Pay with your wish. You feel whatever. me? You can be able to, like, they're going to get to the phone. It was a man talking about in 10 years, 5 to 10 years, AT&T, Verizon, all of them going to be done. Mm. It's going to be one company that owns all that shit. And what you're going to be able to do is be able to basically, you're not going to even have a phone. You're just going to have a bunch of series in you. Or you're going to have a, a chip or something mm. that you can use. And just be like, Alexa, call. Just in your head. Yeah. You me? While I'm just talking in the car. And I can maybe have an earpiece or something. But I'm not, a phone in itself is like going to be, it's going to mm. be somewhere you can just have a projection and be like, pull up. The game and it just pop oh, up. Yeah, but it's air. not gonna be a phone like how we how it is now. You remember how crazy it was to see somebody with the one Bluetooth earpiece yeah, and they thought it. they were talking to themselves? <laughs> yes, and that's crazy. AirPods is like a thing. Like you gotta have AirPods or or if you're Apple or if you're Galaxy, yes. you gotta have the Galaxy Tab things or whatever. So. That's crazy. <clears throat> but like I said, it's just it's about being able to know who you are. And be able to even as we have to adapt, be able to still stay the same. So it's, uh, I've been saying this word a lot during this year, but balance though is it's a balance and being able to. I think uh, we do go through different things in our life. Season, you call them season, whatever else, but it's just I think if you just understand what you're going through, it makes life a lot easier. But you gotta be like in tune with yourself. Yeah. You know, be in tune with God, whatever you whatever you believe in. Is this you have to find find your Gandhi moment, you know, be centered, whatever you want to call it. It's always these different words. History repeats itself, whatever. But the more that you chase the idea of peace or, you know, just being, you know, grateful, I don't really think you can lose. Mm. Yeah, I think you you you'll natch because you're just in this good space all the time. Stuff just you're ready for it for one. You blow up tomorrow. I feel like you'd be pretty decent, you know. Be little ebbs I and flows. To, I be able to handle it though. Yeah, yeah. Well, At I, age. because yes, yeah, I'm saying because you have done the steps to learn who you are and uh-huh. even learn who the rags, whoever are. Right? Hey, this is how I'm gonna take it. I got a team. I know people I can trust. I tell my people all the time. Let 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 me get one opportunity. <laughs> I got a plan. I written it down. Yeah, I got a plan. I know who's. I know I'm gonna have four four people with me. I already know who my entourage is gonna be. Whatever they gonna do, I don't know. Yeah. But I know I'm extroverted, so I might have. I got a homeboy named Patrick. He's he um he, he does this, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When he talks, like he's like that guy. He would be like the business guy. I already got a, a sound guy. I, I already have it in my head. I've envisioned it, and so that. And then you talk about the Bible making it plain. Mm. Why well, I'm gonna elevate you if you don't even know what it's gonna look like? Right. You don't have a vision for it. Right. I know. I got it written down. I know the answer to what would you do if you won a million dollars. I got it down to the cent. Man, I didn't. But I was just having. <laughs> me and one of my homeboys the other day were having a conversation about that shit because I was like, "Bro, I know exactly." What we I were mean. talking about KG and how he <laughs> ended up when he got his first uh, that hundred million dollar check. Yeah. When he became the big ticket. He gave I think six or seven of his best friends a million dollars a piece off the string. I said, "Hey, bro, he wouldn't never have to do anything else for me again." Like. Mm. 
Cause this is the thing I told him he that shit didn't register until I told him. I said, bro, it's, it's plenty of folks who didn't work all their lives, hardworking people who ain't never seen a million dollars in income from their job just in their the, lifetime. Sitting in there in their, in their lifetime. Just probably have there are a lot of people who work jobs that ain't making thirty thousand dollars a year. That's true. And they work in thirty years. That's just nine hundred thousand dollars. So it's just like if you put it in that perspective, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? It's like Damn, there's some folks who ain't never made a million dollars. You were meant to be that person yeah. for your team. So Think if I were it. to if I were to get that million dollars, I know first off, I would never go broke again. I'm not I told him I splurge a certain I forgot oh, what yeah. the dollar was. It might have been like I'm gonna treat myself with three hundred thousand of that. But yeah, the mother seven thousand investments, whatever else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Invest, but the investments I was talking about was like like I like I said, I just got the plan already down. I was gonna Buy me a, I know some people that I went to church with. They end up doing it uh, a couple of years back, but they bought them a building downtown. It's mm-hmm. down the first two levels. It's your apartment. That's they so rent smart. Out the, they rent out the bottom level. It's commercial property. Mm-hmm. So already they making, like, that money is recouped. So it's like, this, it's, it's, it's about me investing in things to where I know either they'll make me money or it'll make me enough to where I won't, it won't cost me anything to do it. That's why people you know are so important. Their their currency, he him right. He's currency, yeah. not just whatever y'all pay, whatever. It's he hit that relationship is currency. So like, by default, because somebody got to beat the guy. Right. I started thinking like this when I was looking at Kevin Hart and the Paper Cup Boys. They right. Himself. Yeah. Paper. And they did side interviews yeah. about hey, it comes up Paper Cup Boys or something. These little comedy scene, Plastic Cup Boys, sure. Might be Plastic Cup Boys. Yeah. Um. But they they talked about being okay with. Kevin being, being the guy, yeah. They, they, Cause and then you and then they use a the dynamic where he was cheating, like my boys just went with me. Everybody couldn't I kinda understood that. Cause he depended on them. He you know where I'm I'm weak. It's your job to pick up the slack. It's a village, right? So you have your boys, you're in a circle, that's what I call mine at least. Um, I, I say when you're my friend, because I learned that way too early. That's why I was quote unquote lame in high school. I knew what a friend was early. Not just because just because we play football together don't mean we right. we're supposed to run together. We're the same Nike socks on the same day, yeah. whatever. I I knew I did. My dad, he's born in '51. He, he taught me what a friend was too early, and so I was I would just keep myself far away from a lot of the fake stuff that I saw initially, and so now um, I see where it's, it is about roles, it's about relationships, and people having the capacity to see the vision in me when I don't even see it in myself. Hmm. Right, so I guarantee you, you can talk to your your a you text him right as soon as we get done. And uh, just say, well, you know, what do you see for me? Like, what do you? What is your vision for our friendship? Boom, boom, boom. Whatever I'm doing, you probably have one for them. Yeah, man. If you, man, if you just keep going, blah, blah, blah. They might even make me thinking like that. But off the strength of that conversation, the Wi-Fi is three o'clock in the morning. Yo, you right? I think I might just get the LLC. Right. You know. So when you realize that success is relational. Whoo! Your world opens up. Team is definitely important. It, it's this great. So, and I see the people that you have um, done interviews with, because you know, you know, I've been keeping up with you as, as we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Social media talk people and stuff. Right. <laughs> but I see the people you had on, your, your people that you run with, it's always the same. It's always a, a couple of few that, oh, yeah, I know it's something real brewing. Oh, yeah. He, it's, the way you stand is, even the, the drunk video, when you was bent over, you showed when you got drunk in some club, oh, right? Oh, in the club. You was... <laughs> You were comfortable enough yeah. to do that. Yeah, I don't care. Record it, it to my folks, whatever. Well, had it been me, hey, let me record me, Jay. Let me put you on, you know, because yeah. you had your people with you. That's well, yeah, so invaluable. My, yeah, my, and my, my homeboy that recorded it, he sent it to me. 
He didn't put it on social media. I actually put it on social yeah. media. Yeah. So I was like, he was like, oh, I ain't want <laughs> I, like, I don't care about that shit. Because uh, now that's one thing I don't care about is what, how I come across on social media. Well, no, I'm just saying, but you had your people around you, so oh, you yeah, was able to be comfortable. Me, For yeah. sure. Yeah. I was up there with, I don't go to the club unless I'm, and this is not a lot. In Birmingham, <laughs> I do not go to a club if, if Slug not DJing. Yeah, he's and solid. Like, shout out to my brother, but that's my brother. And like, the only reason I go to a, the only reason I go to Hush on Saturday and Sunday if I go in there is because mm-hmm. Slug DJing. The only reason I go to the vault on the Friday is because Slug DJing. The that's only tough. reason I go anywhere in Birmingham Cause he is because DJ Slug is on the ones and two. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I don't, I know that full well. Like, I don't even, I'm not even comfortable for real in public if, if Slug not DJing, he that he at that party, or I'm mm. there with Nigel, Mike. I'm I'm in there with folks that I know are my brothers. That's you see what I'm saying? Dolo, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Willie, like I know these folks. Yeah. So it's like I can go into these spaces. I can go in even uncomfortable spaces. With mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I know we're gonna make it happen. Yeah, you do like, what to do. Know, yeah. Man. So that's yeah. That's always been something big, and that's something I've been always working on. To is building up the team, um, because you do. First off, I don't care how great you are, anybody. I don't care how great Ye is. Ye has a team. He has a team. I don't care how great Ross is, but Ross will admit he has a team. Um, how much, how great they do with their investments, and they got a team. Always mm-hmm. Drake got a team. Always talking about the twins and two mm-hmm. future. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, future the prince. So it's like yeah, he's yeah. always talking about it. 40. Like he always, so it's big. Thug always talks about uh, Ghana and, and uh, his brother, Ufunk, and all of them. So it's just like people, the great ones you know, have that. Mm-hmm. They vetted these people. Been through uh, the fire. You feel me? Yeah. So that's the biggest thing. If I had to give anybody, somebody was asking me one day about like starting a podcast as if I'm a professional. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was just telling them like the first thing you gonna need is the team. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna be able to do all that shit yourself. Like, uh, even if you are, if you are, you're not gonna enjoy it. You're gonna stop enjoying sucks. it at one point. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks so bad. <laughs> you gonna you gonna stop enjoying it because it, it, it because then it's gonna start yeah. to feel like work. Mm-hmm. And we know how work does. Never get done. So we this this um. I'm gonna ask you this last question, and then we are gonna kind of start wrapping it up. All right. To the tour. Two hour more. I know it's a lot for you, ain't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it ain't a lot. No, it ain't a lot. We could we we just cut it up. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. A lot of stuff. I saw some of them they were like an hour and some, and the other ones would be like, like 30, thirty minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, like, we just cut, we've been trying to cut it up. Huh. But I feel um, it. so, what is your view on how? Because you are Christian, right? Mm-hmm. So, what is your view on how? A believer in Christ should look in a 2021-2022 world. You should base your relationship off of conviction. Okay. I'll use it as an example. Um, I, my homeboy, I'm in a circle, came in in July, and I was out there. Boy, I was living. I was just like you in the club, like you out <laughs> there, right? Um, so the next Sunday, I still I had to speak. Uh, the ch- I'm a little youth pastor-ish. I'm a youth pastor. Never take that role, but I speak. Frequently at the church. Um, and the kid came up to me, got a little uh, mentoring, and he's like, Jay, Jay, I saw you in the club. How could you? Like, in the middle of nowhere, I was like, I 
was like, I just started <laughs> laughing. I said, what do you mean? What did I do wrong? I don't, I don't know. I just saw you drinking. What was it, Hennessy? <laughs> he was like, and he was so sincere about it. That's got to set him down. I said, well, this doesn't keep me from a relationship with God. I said, going to the club uh, got me a farther away from me praying every night or, you know, having, going to church or even being here. I probably wouldn't, shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. I think people can cuss, get tired. I got a whole sleeve right now. Some people mm-hmm. say, I ain't no Christian. I got a sleeve, you know. Um, it's about your level of conviction because if you feel it, because that's the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit is inside of you. So you know if it's something that you're not supposed to be doing. You call it frequency. You call it your chakra, your energy. Whatever. You, right. you know, I think mm-hmm. it's the Holy Spirit personally. But you know that this probably ain't for me. This is something that's a detriment to uh, my business, to podcast, my life, whatever, to my wife, whatever. Even my dog. My dog come in. Think about it. You walk in, you been around another dog, he going to sniff you. Right. You gonna Where know. you been? Right? So, and it was funny because I felt so good about it. I didn't feel any type of way when he asked me about that. But um, I found out I was drinking too much at some point. Because it's a military thing. That's, that's stereotype. It's very true. We drink a lot yeah, of fish. <laughs> um, but I found out I was drinking too much. But now I realized that, oh, man, I stayed up late on Saturday. Got off the train because I had a hangover. I couldn't make it for church. So I, then I felt bad because I'm convicted. And, I, you know, and that's the Holy Spirit inside. You're like, hey. It's, I get it, you know, and, and people go to the scriptures about moderation. It's in the third, like your relationship with God is supposed to be simple. Cause legit, I can give you a prayer right now. Say you're not saved. Believe Jesus died for your sins. Boom, boom, boom. You're going straight to heaven. I firmly believe that all the tithing, speaking in tongues, the spiritual gifts, that's all extra. Okay. God just said, you have to just believe that my son came here thirty three years later, died. Boom, boom, boom. You need to believe in that act that his blood covers the rest of everybody forever. You're good. That that's simple. It ain't no like a Catholicism like you got to go and repent every Sunday and talk to the God and the little thing. It ain't no. Uh, and I do believe in some Muslim idea ideologies because we are kings. You know, it's a whole black dynamic to it as well. So I I read two books on um, Elijah Muhammad and how he views black men and how we should kind of operate. So I do believe that we should be militant with our team to a certain extent. But my faith resides in God and having that relationship. Yes, I've done stuff that probably, you know, is always, it's just at the core of me that we always work on, right? But I do know that it's, it's like a marathon. It's a pilgrimage, as, as we call it. It's a pil- because it's just fine-tuning, just like what we do in here. Like, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit better each day. And it's the sincerity behind how you decide to live. Yeah, you're going to fall. If you got a wife and I, you smash this girl, oh, hey, if I did three this year, at least I did two this year. That's gross. People will laugh at that all the time. But... It's, if you're sincere about it, I told I told I said my homeboys all the time before I decided to get married, I probably had twelve people I could call on, and uh, before I got married, I had to legit wean myself off of hoes. I just did. That's my vice. My dad got issues with it. My brother got issues with it. It's genetic. It's inter. It's intergenerational trauma is what they call it. I get too deep, but um, you have to know what you're prone to. I always tell people to uh, look at their lineage and what what. What was your vice? Oh, I struggle with that too. It's crazy. So um, I, I knew myself. Again, I'm an extreme personality. So I was like, hey, Keisha, you in September. Got to let you go. You know, boom, got to let you. And I had to do that before I decided to believe in the idea of marriage because that's a that's a whole different thing. But um, I know myself. So long story short, it's your level of conviction is you being sincere and having a relationship with God. That's my answer. <laughs> no, 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 that's cool. Because yeah. I, I, I just, I guess I say this a little bit and wrap it up. Yeah. But, um, 
I can talk about I, that all day. I want to be long winded. <laughs> I've just had people who are just so surprised when they find out like I'm still over the step ministry at my church. Mm-hmm. Like, they be like, "What?" I'm mm-hmm. like, "Yes, like like you are, yes." And of, I'm not gonna say too much, but I am very um, open with my boys. Yeah, about life and how this how it works. Um, of course, I try to be respectful of the place, so I don't say anything too crazy. Mm-hmm. But I'm still myself, and mm-hmm. the people are like, well, how can you do that and still say you're a Christian? I just, I always just, I was, I always try to let people know that the relationship that you have is a personal one. Mm-hmm. And my mom used to always remind me though that although it is a personal relationship what fruit comes from it has to be evident mm. that it is a fruit from good or from god and mm. not from the devil so with that being said what i've learned about christianity and getting in that personal relationship and still making sure that you are fruitful is that if it keeps you whatever it is that's taboo whether it's uh, with me, it's weed. Mm-hmm. Some folks, it might be homosexuality. Mm-hmm. You think weed a bad thing? I mean, but it's not about to me. Oh, well, if it's it taboo, you from it's okay, taboo. okay, it's okay, taboo. it's taboo. That's, all, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. I know for me, it's not something that makes me want to do harder drugs. Yeah, ain't no gateway drug, all other stuff. Yeah, it's not something that makes me want to go and commit any kind of like mm-hmm. trespasses against anyone. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's it's something that keeps me at home, levels mellows mm-hmm. me out. You know what I'm saying? And it keeps me f- from actually acting out. Sometimes, like it actually keeps me from acting out. Cause I used to be a firecracker when I was young. I used to have a nice little temp on me. Mm-hmm. But folks be like, you so cool now, you so chill, you didn't, you so cool. I be like, but I ain't cool. And then right. I'm probably high. Like, <laughs> you saw me, I was probably high. Like, just to be real. But I, I and I and I know the folks always judge me for that. But I've learned that, you know, as long as when people are around me, I can see God working through me. Mm-hmm. Just how you affect people. Like, not do people like being around you because you're the life of the party, but when people leave you. Do they, are they feel filled? Yeah. Exactly. So as long as I feel like my encounters with people are doing that, I won't feel like things that I'm doing is keeping me from God because obviously he's still in me, Mm -hmm. working through me. So that, that that's that's my that's like my ex, ex, expounding. Yeah. Because I believe what you're saying too. Like it's about my personal convictions and I just want, my fruits, cause my like I said, my mommy's always asking me, "Well, it, but what are you, it, you doing all that? Is that really what God would want you to do?" We well, the next is generation. You supposed that, to? They're not really supposed to agree with your ideology, to be honest. They didn't agree with their own parents' ideologies, right? So that was a different way of looking at it. And so I, t- I told, like I said, I, I tell her, like, yes, like I definitely see, like the things that I do. Yeah, not the, not the things that I do as far as partaking or mm-hmm. drinking like i was fucked up on my mm-hmm. cussing i the cussing is one thing i really struggle with but i would never curse anyone out mm-hmm. which means not saying i won't cuss a lot while i'm talking to him but i would never be saying something 
and while I'm cursing or saying something to belittle them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's really the action, not the words. To, yeah. yeah, I would never be saying something to make them feel as if they are less than. I try to make sure I'm big because that's what people don't realize. Before, when I was younger and I was I was cursing, I felt bad because I was making people I was making people feel. Mm-hmm. Like people would be like, "Damn, Mike, you made me feel bad when you said it." Not that's why. I, okay, yeah. So that mm-hmm. wasn't God. Right. You see what I'm saying? But that wasn't the weed or the alcohol. That was just yeah stuff me. you had to do. Yeah, with. that yeah. was just me. Like yeah, that was just my mental. So sometimes, like I said, it's 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 more about what what you are doing in internally and does that come across and benefit people in a like I said I don't try to get on good and bad but in a way that it. you are morally convicted of so I feel like I, my thing is to make people think uh if you if you don't believe in God or if you believe in God I'll, I'll tell people go find out for yourself I'm like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying that's what I had to go do that's the only way you're going to get a personal relationship. That's the only way you're going to really understand. That's the only way you're going to understand how prayer works. That's just, that's, it's the sincerity because yeah, half the time I had these conversations, everybody's so opinionated, and I get it. Because it's, it's information now. Right. You go to church back in the day, there was no information. There was no internet for real. So you had no choice but to now. believe in the preacher. So now it's like, no, Moses' sandals was red. They weren't blue pastors. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, but I said, well, usually it comes down to at the head of all these tough conversations is where you sincere in doing that. Mm. We can talk about Although you know, you see all the arguments and stuff on Facebook. This not really this. It's not really that. But were you sen- when you really tried Jesus? Were you sincere, or were you just doing it for a rebuttal? Or were you doing it for because there's a difference in um, if you're gonna look at titles between the atheist and the agnostic. And agnostic just don't care about nothing. I'm just living. I might be a tree. I might not. God might be real. An atheist makes it their point to debunk other religions. And they read the Torah, they read the Bible just to say, no, like. That's wrong. That's it's wrong. That can't be real. And now I, I, I say it's more of a, a relationship on your point than it is religion. Because religion is telling me when I used to play the drums for churches, I had to wear a tie and a suit. I, I can't do that. I'm a drummer. Like, I was hot in a box. Like <laughs> I, I had to quit a job. I paid very well. It was really good. $300. I think I, I thought it was good. $300 a, a week for Sundays. But I had to quit it because he was more so on the religion aspect of you presenting yourself this way. People won't. Uh, get God if you you know and whatever, yeah, right, and that's yeah, what be so that's what I think our generation is. I know we done our generation um, puts us in a box, and now we have to get past that because there's so much out there, and I I hate seeing the the Aries conversations, the zodiac signs. I'm this way because of that. And it's like uh, it's so exhausting. I've deleted so many people on Facebook. I figure you can unfollow people now. I still be cool, but it's like. People really believe that. Sometimes it's fine. I'm just a Virgo, whatever. But people really believe that if you put a crystal in your purse, you're going to feel better on Sundays. People really believe, girl, the, what's the they be talking about? The um the moon, the, what's the thing? Are we in retrograde? Oh. Girl, and it would be like 87 so comments. That's <laughs> always been a thing. Like, I've always known people. They want to believe it's in something it's, so much different besides God. It's, it's just God. so popular now. But I don't. I tell I tell folks all the time, like even science, like science for so many years is trying to prove that, that there was no God. It was just science, nigga. You just explaining what you don't understand. That's what God is. Like we are constantly trying to make God fit into understandable, and he's not supposed to be. So if it's as as we figure out what it is that's going on, we try to say, well, that ain't God. Look, that was. Nigga, that was this is exactly what God is. We're finite you know beings. God is infinite. 
And so if I'm a prey to this desk, this desk has to do something that I don't understand. And I, I don't have to understand it because it's my God. If I built a desk, I know how it works. It's probably not my God because I can. I know if I take an I axe, manipulate it. I know yeah, I manipulate. I know, you can't exactly. Yeah. So that's what's the difference. You're not supposed to understand everything right. in the Bible. I ain't saying being stupid or doing no research. I'm just saying that if I'm a prey to something, it is certain. It needs to be something. That's what faith comes in. That's all God wants you to do is have faith in the things that you cannot see, and that bothers us to the core because mm-hmm. we're so used to going on Google and knowing. Who was the microphone holder for Insecure on this particular episode? We can find it out. Is that not crazy? Yeah, for sure. And yeah. that's, a, that's the thing, but it's just like, it's so crazy that Apple is a uh, fucking business. Apple, like that logo is there, but that's because it's, it's, it's kind of like the tree of knowledge. It's like the forbidden fruit. Like, it's no coincidence. That's, that's exactly what it is. It is a way for us to get the knowledge that I want to say we don't need shouldn't have but it's a way for people to be exposed mm-hmm. to knowledge that they probably are mature enough to handle so then they take that knowledge and try to find ways to disprove what it is like no 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 no, that's not what you've done at all you've just explained it in a way to where mm-hmm. you can understand it now or at least try to understand for it. sure yeah so but yeah man it's it's been a joy yeah, I it's enjoyed it. It's been, it's been a bit. These two hours went back fast for real. I didn't yeah, realize. we ain't had this long, but man, yeah, I appreciate you for coming out once again. This is my, I'm call him Jay. This is my guy, yeah, Jay Coach, <laughs> the owner of No Tech Talks. That's right. You can give everybody your plugs where they can find you on social media. Yeah, so it started off as a tongue twister. I know it is No Tech, but No Tech Talk, but it has caught on. It really has. I got the the hoodies and No Tech. People are like it's No Tech. Oh, I created something. No, it's notactalk.com, everything. You find all the socials and stuff. I'm on everything that's out, including TikTok. That's stupid. But um, as as far as what I do, um, I tell people I do have the time. I talk to people who are proprietary, who have no tact, you know, real, whatever you want to call it, in their arenas, and we just spread that. It's kind of similar to what you're doing. We just spread that ideology of um being great and being unapologetic about it so yeah you can put it in the description y'all can find it there but no tack talk baby gotcha gotcha that's man. it once again you have been tuned in to the rags rants you know what time it is as always our goal is to make you think make you stop make you wonder make you ponder <laughs> you feel me? it's always it's always yep. about being thought-provoking, and it's always about putting on for my city and for my black people. I love y'all. I'll be easy. Peace.